welcome, welcome back, and happy Labor Day. Yeah, hello, bell breakers. It is um, currently today is Labor Day for us. Um, you're listening to this. It's a couple days later, but um, hopefully you all had a good Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Um, I was kind of wondering, actually. I mean, besides what it sounds like, really, what what the heck is Labor Day? Because um, all all Americans really see it as as a reason to to, right. to have a day off of work and barbecue and drink some more. I mean. Do we, do we really need reason to do that anymore? Uh, no, no, absolutely I mean, not. I'll do it either way. Yeah. But, um, so I did, just decided to kind of pull up exactly what it was because um, I was a communist. It, it probably is. It <laughs> probably is. So the definition of um, Labor Day is, hang on, I had it. Uh, it's a federal holiday in the United States celebrated on the first Monday in September, which is today. Today. Uh, to honor and recognize the American labor movement, and the works and contributions of laborers to the development and achievements of the United States. So I guess that we, we do have yeah. the right. We do have the right to Absolutely. celebrate this. It's another day my daughter gets pissed off. <laughs> why, is, <laughs> why don't I get a day? Why, why don't kids get a day? <laughs> don't kids have every day? <laughs> That's what I tell her, and I, which I feel guilty of because my dad told me that every day. When I'm, well, why do dads and moms get days and I, kids don't get day? Every well, day yeah, is a kid day. Once you turn into a dad, you realize, right. Dad, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Kids don't like, need a day. When you start working, you'll appreciate Labor Day for what I it mean, is. I mean, they've had, what, freaking like six months off of school because right? of cor- Corona's given you so many days. <laughs> I know. I, know. I, I, I apologize that you guys don't get... Uh, a school day or uh, a day, I mean, <laughs> another one, <laughs> another day off of school. But yeah, um, this day is for us. Um, unlike Memorial Day, where everyone is told to feel bad that they're out barbecuing and drinking right. on yeah. Memorial Day, which I still do it, well, but or Veterans Day or whatever day, whatever day you deem as necessary to, to drink and um, barbecue. Um, Labor Day, I guess, is our day. It, it is. It's our yeah. day to like we well, by right. Yes. have the right to take it off and drink and, and for barbecue. me for me labor day is like it, it's the last hurrah of summer mm-hmm. right it's like after today fall starts which is for, in, for really interesting because um all weekend long it was like in the 90s 80, mid 80s 90s and then today it was like 75 on yeah. labor day got to go out and like grill out and stuff and then like probably an hour before you got here it dipped drastically right. it was just yeah. like uh, the weather was just like you know, shit's over. Yeah. Summer's over, guys. I, I think the high tomorrow is like sixty. Mm, it's supposed to freaking snow in Colorado this I know, week. I saw that. It's yeah. ridiculous. I know. It's like yeah. So it's it's you know officially it's the end of summer for me. I know it doesn't. I mean, what September twenty first is the official end of summer, mm-hmm. but for me, you know, Labor Day, I can't swim anymore. Right. Which Football could, starts next weekend. Could you really swim anyway? I mean, I, this I, year COVID <laughs> kind of shut everything down. No, no, anyway. no. I found ways. I found yeah. ways. I went to the beaches. I went to other cities' pools that were open. I mean, screw Cedar Rapids right. closing down the pools. Exactly. And and I I even had like so. You, Yesterday, I told the family we we're going to go to Washington. The city pool was open. That's what the internet said. Yep. <laughs> and we get down there, and they were closed. That's bullshit. And I'm like, "Are you serious? That's um, that's false advertisement. It is false you advertisement. Sue them. So we drove 15 minutes to Lake uh, Darling, and mm-hmm. we went swimming at the beach at Lake Darling. Admit all the uh, signs saying warning uh, could be E. coli in this lake. Uh, who cares? <laughs> right? I mean, is it as bad as COVID? No. I, mean, I mean, we got so much to worry about. <laughs> exactly. What's one more thing? I know. So, and I actually I went to a movie this weekend. Oh yeah, and the first one at the uh, the I guess the premium theater. You know, um, mm-hmm. Marcus uh, went and saw Tenet, 
Have you seen uh, preview uh-uh. for that? Oh my gosh! It's uh, so it's a um, Nolan Christopher Nolan film. He did uh, Inception, mm-hmm. and uh, it is pretty. Uh, it's a mind freak. He did the Batman's too. Didn't yeah, he did the Batman's too. Batman. So it, it's he plays with like the the concept of of like inverting time. Oh, weird! And it, it's a cool movie. I mean, it's there's a couple times where my mind was just like, "Holy is shit!" Is it as trippy the, as Inception gets? More, really? Yeah, yeah. That's there's crazy. times I actually had to like, kind of like, I, you have to focus or else you're gonna get lost. But it's a cool flick. So. Nice, nice. I haven't seen. I haven't been to a theater. I can't remember. I think the last movie I went to in theater was when me and you went and saw. Was oh, it the Star, Star Wars? Wars? Yeah, it was the, the um, whatever. The Rise book. of Skywalker. Yeah, I think that? So. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I think that's the last time I actually been to the theaters. Um, I have enjoyed the um, the COVID lockdown. I mean, because the, like the the small town theater, the locally owned one, mm-hmm. they've been showing like classic films. So that's we good. went and saw Jaws. Oh, we went nice. and saw Indiana Jones, and then I found out Empire Strikes Back was playing at a small theater down in Washington, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And so I told the kids I got home from work. I'm like, we're going to the movies tonight. We drove an hour to go to see Washington to see Empire Strikes oh, Back yeah. in this theater. We we're the only ones in the theater. But seeing Empire Strikes Back was in the nostalgic? big screen. Oh, my gosh. Did you it see awesome. it on big screen when it came out? Yeah, I had a drive-in. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah nice. It was very cool. I wasn't born then, so. Uh, if you have a chance, you must catch it. I, I'm going to have to. I love the, especially the older Star Wars oh, films, yeah. so I'd yeah. love to see them um, on the big screen. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, other things, um, I don't know if you remember, but uh, we kind of promised that we were going to announce bigger things this week. Yes, we did if promise things that. things popped up. I did get one of the things um, kind of ironed out and um so i think i'm gonna announce that right now and you don't even know about this i don't but i'm gonna do a drum roll for you go for it (laughs) so a big announcement today is that we are launching our merch store and here i will share that i like that so currently there um, are a few products in our in our merch lineup that we are offering for sale um we have if you see right in the center, if you don't remember, in the very first episode, we did a, a drawing, a, a promo, and we gave away this enamel mug. That's a hard word to say that when is. you're talking. Um, it's not your typical coffee mug. This is more like your like camper-style style coffee mug. You can take it camping. Um, we also have some T-shirts in, available in a couple different colors here if you click on it. Um, you can select different colors. Look at this. Look at this. Wow. What's, what's Dark Heather? Dark. It's. I think Sounds it's like, like a dark. It's like a dark gray. No, it's not going to change the colors here, of oh, course, okay. unless you see gotcha. them. That's stupid. Gotcha. But um, yeah. So we got uh, available to you in our new merch store. There's only a few items so far, but we got a, um, t-shirts, hoodies, uh, that that mug, and a face mask. Ooh, With a neck gator. Neck gator. It's not wow. your Corona style face mask. This is the type of face mask I'd rather wear. It's more. Yeah. You feel like you're like. Um, like yeah. robbing a bank, or yeah. you're, oh, yeah, or you're cooler. going to go or ninja style. Yeah, right? being a, a ninja assassin, or yeah. or uh, one of the boogaloo's, like trying to right? start a, a civil war here in the country. Um, so there is that ne- neck gator face mask, whatever you want to call it, and then also stickers. And these are bubble free stickers. Wow. Apparently, I don't. Wow. Uh, how do you make a bubble free sticker? That's know. pretty awesome. I'm impressed. So if you go to breakthebill.bigcartel.com, you can. Um, find these products and you can uh, purchase them and um, I got a deal going on for y'all especially considering um, uh, football season which you are absolutely excited about kicking off this week Um, if you actually go to this and when you are um, getting ready to check out and you put in the promo code kickoff um, you will get free shipping until the end of the month 
Um, just just kind of a little thing to say, hey, Bill, football season's coming up, and we're kicking <laughs> off our, 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 our store here. So cool. I thought it seemed appropriate. Yeah, that is. So, yeah, um, free shipping until the end of the month for any order that you do or anything you purchase if you put in that promo code kickoff. Um, keep keep looking back. We'll get some different items, different designs and stuff in the future. But for now, this is what we have. I feel it is time to like move on and, and yeah. push bigger things. And this is the beginning. This is just the beginning. We have other plans coming up with, with, with summer and stuff. Just wrapping up, we haven't really got there yet, but I think the fall time is going to be kind of like a new season or like kind yeah. of us advancing things. So I like it. Look forward to new things, new bigger things. Otherwise, go check out our store. Um, help support us by purchasing a t-shirt or a cup or, or all the above if you want. And then um, check back on future episodes for uh, other things that we're going to be improving on or, or pushing forward on like bonus episodes, bonus content, stuff like that. So that being said, um, anything else? Uh, we got a we got a pretty good show coming up. Yeah, we're kind of back on our regular routine. Right. Yeah, this is the first kind of regular one in a while. Yeah, because so. we had some interviews, then we did the coverage. DNC and the RNC yep. coverage, yep. and now I think we're just back to just a normal, yeah. like give you the information as we get it type of yeah. show. But barring another, you know, hurricane or yeah, yeah. Let's let's not do that. Let's not wish for that <laughs> or a, or a blizzard in September. That would be horrible. Um, I'm 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 calling I'm calling one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> take it back. Can, can, Damn it. can we put money on it? Damn it, take it back now. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah, and I think uh, we've kind of no, nothing is set in stone, but uh, there is the debate on the 29th that we've kind of talked about wanting to do something. Yeah, and so. I'm in talks with actually my brother and okay. doing like maybe a crossover type Sweet. Uh, um, deal with the System Is Down podcast, and we okay. can. And I I think we're talking about possibly live streaming that, and okay. so that'd be interesting to reach out to both uh, listener like audiences and, and just kind of do a crossover with the System Is Down podcast and. Um, that way we can uh, just expand on the the entertainment and yeah. uh, the bullshittery and all that fun stuff. Bullshittery. Yep, that's, that's, that's my new word. All right, I like right. it. I like it. Otherwise, uh, we are going to get right into the show. Make sure you check us out on our social media, which, like I said last week, everything is now at the handle at Break the Bell Pod. Whether nice. it's Facebook, Twitter, um, we're on Parlor now. We're on uh, Instagram. Um, check it out. I, I do try to keep up on it. Sometimes I, I fall behind. Also have the uh, Break the Bell Forum on Facebook. Just l look it up. It's a private group, so you can say whatever the hell you want, and your friends and family aren't going to see it and get pissed off at you. Um, all you got to do is look it up and send yourself, like, click uh, to send us an approval request, and we'll let you in, and you can you can come hang out with us and join the conversation over on uh, Facebook. Yeah. So, otherwise... Anything else? Did I hit everything? I think we hit everything. All right, let's get right into this. Here goes the intro. Boom. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Don't 
talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? All right, welcome back. We are back into your ears. Um, it's seems like it's been forever, but it's really only been a week. Yeah. I don't know why it feels like it's been know. a long time since we did this. Maybe it's just there's just so much too much time between now. Maybe I we do need so. to cut go to more than one episode a week, or maybe there's just so much shit going I think on there's in the so world. Much shit going on that it just seems like uh, yeah. Um, by the time we get back to this, um, here we are again. And there's probably like 30, 40 different yeah. things going on in the world that we have yeah. to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, the world just doesn't let us down ever. Ever, ever. Because um, it just seems like uh, every time we come in here, we're like, what are we going to talk about? And yeah. then it's just like I know, vomiting on us. The world yeah. just vomits in there, our there, lap. There's things that we, we've talked about getting that we haven't done yet, like the bullshit meter. Yeah. And then the uh, the buzzer for when we're listening to people talk and we can't take any more. <laughs> we haven't done it. I think we need to have some kind of like like chart with like percentage of things happening, you know, like yep. volcanic eruption in Yellowstone or <laughs> blizzard in on Halloween. We just need like a yeah. ticker. Yeah. A yeah. Tick- right, right, right. I could probably get a ticker going across the bottom of the screen. Kind of like okay. CNN has yeah. a little ticker. <laughs> it's just like this stuff's out. So the stories we don't get to, you get to read on the ticker at right. the bottom of the screen. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, that would require some extra effort on my part. So um, maybe we'll get there. Um, but uh, again, the world just vomits in our lap. Like a, like your drunk uncle on the Super Bowl. Um, so, <laughs> And we pick it up and hand it to you. <laughs> <laughs> we just scrape it off our laps and spoon feed it to you. Here, here it is. Uh, again, um, it seems like uh, we haven't talked about this in a week or so, but Trump is still going on this like um, thing in the Middle East specifically where he's yeah. just kind of like normalizing relationships and, uh, between countries that have had abnormal or right. like dysfunctional relationships for, for decades or yeah. or even longer um this this latest one that you showed me was uh trump uh overseeing uh the serbia kosovo deal yeah and And to to preface this before you get into this article kosovo was a deal during the clinton era oh yeah they were at civil war um, right between uh the muslim people it was genocide right uh milsevic um went in and yeah they completely wiped out the muslim population Mm -hmm. of serbia right and yeah, that's uh, Black Hawk Down took place during all that stuff. So this and- is like, um, for some of you younger people, this is like, you probably don't even remember Clinton era, so you wouldn't remember the Kosovo yeah. thing. We talk about how um, the Iraq war has been going on for 20 plus, or not 20, yeah, 20, almost 20 years oh, now, yeah, 19 yeah. years now, right. um, 18, 19 years. But this Kosovo, yeah. Serbia, Kosovo stuff has been going on for what, almost Since 30 90, years. 92, I think, yeah. 93. Yeah, it's been bad, but... um. But they've kind of come together to some kind of agreement where they they are one country again. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Trump has gone to them and um, kind of signed up like a treaty between them Mm -hmm. and Israel because they are a majority Muslim country now. Okay. And um, so they they are moving their embassy to Jerusalem. Did you want to read the article? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. On Friday, President Trump oversaw representatives of Serbia and Kosovo as they signed a historic normalization of relations 
topped by another achievement for Trump regarding the state of Israel as the Jewish state's unprecedented. That's it, the word. That's the word Bernie kept saying that I couldn't remember. Yeah, remember, he's like, we are in unprecedented times wow. and we require unprecedented measures. And it's like that. Remember last week, you're, I was like, what's presidential, that word? Um, their the impressions are really good. I'm <laughs> wow. You need to have like a whole segment. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry yes, to interrupt. That's the word. <laughs> Relationship with an American president rose to another peak. Kosovo, a majority Muslim country, acknowledged recognition of Israel, and Serbia agreed to move its embassy to Jerusalem. Trump tweeted, "Another great day for peace with Middle East." I'm sure people love that. Mm -hmm. Muslim-majority Kosovo and Israel have agreed to normalize ties and establish diplomatic relations. Well done. More Islamic and Arab nations will follow. So he's kind of like in a, on a mission in the Middle East. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, you know, but you know, if he brings peace to the Middle East, he only did it to get reelected. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> that's the only his only reasoning for ever doing it. Yeah. But again, it, it seems like very calculated like um, building up kind of this alliance against. Right. Oh, they, I'm, I'm sure we, we have those yeah. Muslim nations that aren't. What yeah. were the ones that were saying that they would be the last ones to ever normalize right. uh, relations with Israel? Who was that? Was that? Uh, um, it was. Uh, uh, well, Iran. Iran said it. Pa yeah. Pakistan. Are they still? Um, no, yeah, I think Pakistan was one of the other ones. Yeah, there was a couple out there that are have really close ties to Russia. That. Yeah. Um, um, they see it as kind of a um, kind of forming an alliance against the um, those uh, Middle Eastern nations that have the ties oh, Kuwait. to Russia. Kuwait, Kuwait was yeah, the other one. Yeah, yes, that was like we will be the last country now, to normalize. So this. it says that uh, Trump is uh, going to be meeting with the Sudan, uh, Bahrain, and Oman um, in in within the next couple of weeks to get them to normalize relations as well. Mm -hmm. um, now the interesting two interesting parts of this is first of all. Um, the EU has come out mm -hmm. and has warned Serbia um, and says, look, uh, we don't think this is a good idea. This goes against the EU's um, uh, uh, plans for a Palestinian state. Okay. And so um, they're not real happy with Trump right now. Of but, course. Which have know. they been in a while? Though? Right. Yes. Um, let's see. So it says here, um, is this the next article? Yeah, this is the next one here. All right. Let me pull that one up real quick. So this is from Al Jazeera. It says EU warns Serbia over Jerusalem's embassy move. Yes. So the EU remains committed to a so-called two-state solution in which Jerusalem will be the capital of both Israel and a future Palestinian state with its own diplomatic mission in Tel Aviv. Um, black experts of prospective members such as Serbia to align with its foreign policy positions. In this context, any diplomatic steps that could call into question the EU's common position on Jerusalem are a matter of serious concern and regret. Um, breaking with longstanding diplomatic practice, the U.S. President Donald Trump's administration in December 2017 recognized Jerusalem as Israel's capital and moved the U.S. Embassy to the city. Um, now we shall have more powerful allies, Trump proclaims. There it is. There it is right yep. there. It's yep. like forming this alliance Yeah. Um, to just kind of have almost like a front mm -hmm. in the Middle East there that's on our side in case ever, anything ever did go down again, yeah. um, which they're going down all the time between us and them. But now if we have this kind of alliance over there, um, it's it's probably less... Um, boots of ours on the ground and then you can also do like um, more 
covert operations in other countries and just blame it on like uh, countries like uh, Serbia or or Kosovo or whatever these other countries are, um, we can say infiltrate them with CIA agents and then just pull out and say we had nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the other important part of this, though, is that it's the first agreement that Serbia and Kosovo have gone in together since their war. Wow. Um, because um, Serbia is ref- refuses to, to recognize Kosovo's in, uh, independence. Um, but in, the, in doing this, they're saying, okay, Kosovo is its own independent entity and go, can go into this treaty on its own. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a big step, um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Right. Um, now, I wonder if all these countries coming to the U.S. like this um, kind of goes to what I was talking about earlier before the show about how oil revenues are way down. Yeah. And so um, maybe it's their way of trying to, um, I don't plan for the future. Right. I mean, if all your economics are tied up in oil, right? when the price of oil drops, I mean, you don't got much. So if you are uh, um, forming an alliance with some of these bigger nations that have more uh, economic um, possibilities such as the U.S. or mm-hmm. such as um, like Israel and stuff like that, um, especially Israel having such close economic ties with the U.S. to begin with, right. then yeah, you could be setting yourself up for something a little bit better right. when all all everything you have is tied up in the one thing that's like tanking right now. Right. I mean, to be honest, I mean, in the past, Middle Eastern countries have kind of been jerks about their oil. Yeah. You know, I mean, they've kind of lorded over it with um you know speculators and stuff and so mm-hmm. um the fact that they're so compliant right now um kind of makes you think there's something else going on right and speaking of oil um we did find a new area of the world that is in desperate need of freedom <laughs> yes yeah apparently the mediterranean sea um has found a huge deposit of oil mm-hmm. and natural gas and uh right now Greece and Turkey and Algeria are kind of uh, uh, trying to lay claim. Have you ever heard of a, a body of water that needed freedom so much as the Mediterranean <laughs> Sea does right now? Nope, nope. I, I mean, think it's time to go lay down some red, white, and blue smackdown. It does. They need d- dem- democracy over there. Um, the babies are being pulled from their incubators over there. We need to go yeah. um, um, intervene in the Mediterranean Sea right now and bring freedom to the yeah. sea. So Greece has uh, begun building their navy Great. and uh, um, bolstering its military with new weapons, troops, and development of its d- defense industry. Um, so they're arming up. Yes. Now, Turkey has sparked concerns of open conflict between the two NATO allies. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Turkish leadership is unleashing on a near-daily basis threats of war and makes provocative statements against Greece, the Greece government says. This is also an article from Well, Greece needs this more than anyone. Greece's economy has been shit for years now. I mean, do you remember the huge riots they had a couple years ago because they... they, Too much on retirement and Mm -hmm. and social programs that they can no longer afford it, so they went bankrupt. Yeah, the whole country is just garbage. Their economy's been garbage for since then. Yeah. And so, yeah, if they can lay claim to this oil... Obviously, they're going to go for it. And you said Greece was the ones that were arming themselves up pretty yep. heavily. Yeah. So it says last week, Greece raised 2.5 billion euros in a bond auction as the country seeks to increase military spending and raise funds for businesses affected by the coronavirus pandemic. Where does coronavirus have anything to do with any of this? It's always we need missiles back- to battle 
coronavirus. It always comes back to freaking corona. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, last Saturday, the Turkish president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, uh, earned Greece to, or warned Greece to enter talks about disputed Eastern Mediterranean territorial claims or face consequences. Now, I'm assuming these um, territories, nobody's really argued about them for... Oh, ever no because it, nobody gave two shits about it yeah until like, until now yeah. it's just like oh shit there's oil there yeah. oh no that's mine that was yeah. mine all along what are you talking about um okay wait hold on here hold on there's um, a history hold, holding on greece and turkey have come to the brink of war three times since the mid-70s including once over exploration rights in the Aegean Sea. looking for oil uh, yes. the current dispute escalated when turkey sent seismic research vessel the aruk Reis. Accompanied by warships to prospect for oil and grass reserves, gas reserves in the area between Cyprus and the Greek island of Crete that Athens claims as its own continental shelf. So, European Union leaders say they will decide on an approach to Turkey when they meet on September 24th. Interesting. Yep. Uh, yep. Turkey has stationed tens of thousands of troops in the north of the island since its 1974 invasion, which followed a coup engineered by military rulers in Greece. Interesting. I'll have to look into that. So apparently there are Turkey troops. Um, <laughs> sorry, image of Turkey troops popped in my head. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a, that's not Cyprus nearly islands. as cool as it sounds. <laughs> no, no. Not to mislead you guys. <laughs> They're not walking around with their like floppy gizzards right. and what, what have you and gobbling across the, the, the Mediterranean Sea. No, no, but I wish there were now. No, I do too. <laughs> Just completely derailed the whole conversation. So, yeah, we got to look forward to that. Oil is bring getting brought back up. And like like you were saying, with oil prices dropping, right. yeah, um, Having more control over right. more oil is probably on people's top priority list over there. Right, absolutely. And probably over here, too. I'm sure we're going to lay claim to some of it here yeah. eventually. Well, apparently uh, Trump has opened up you know, exploration rights in the northern you know, Arctic regions that mm -hmm. America has not touched for years because it's been deemed— Because of the polar bears. Right, polar bears. Yeah. And so Trump's been getting slammed on that by the environmentalist. Yeah, I'm so. sure. So when do other countries get to say that we need freedom and they're going to come try to claim rights to our oil? <laughs> They've always been welcome to. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Um, so moving further east, uh, we still got all kinds of shit going on in um, the China-India region. Yeah, things have been quiet there for a while. Yeah, um, I didn't even know there so much has been going on. I didn't realize that had been quiet. When you told me that, I was like... You're like, oh, it's popped back off over in yeah. uh, China and India. And I was like, I didn't know that ever actually went away. Well, I I had actually, I read, was it last week that, uh, or the week before, a China, uh, an Indian uh, special ops agent was uh, was killed off the border. Oh, shit. Um, but this says the Indian Army says it has, this is again from Al Jazeera, the Indian Army says it has asked its Chinese counterpart if five Indian civilians who went missing from an eastern border state days ago were in their custody. As tensions simmered on the western frontier between rivals, relations between the nuclear-armed Asian giants have hit a multi-decade low since clashes at their western Himalayan borders in June that killed 20 Indian soldiers. Both sides have since stepped up the monitoring of the unsettled region. Uh, five missing men are from the Indian state of Arukal Pradesh, a strategically important area. I'm really good on these names today. You're, you're um, really <laughs> bullshitting them well. <laughs> you think I'm bullshitting? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
uh, in South Tibet. And the Indian Army said uh, it told the Chinese People's Liberation Chinese People's Liberation Army that's a bullshit name about them on Saturday. Um, so they they went missing at the border. Chinese people are saying we don't know what you're talking about, but the Indian people are pretty sure that the Chinese have taken them. So and, and maybe they're not. Maybe they went on vacation. You know, I don't know. So, but that's just something to watching that conflict at the borders. Just kind of something to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like um, there's all these like hot spots kind of popping up. Right, right. Um, and like like I said here, um, tension. There hasn't been a lot of tensions on that border for a while now. Yeah, it was June was when they were flying jet jet fighters over, and then things kind of simmered down. And mm-hmm. so this is kind of the first incident. Well, before that, it was like oh, decades right. that I mean, oh, yeah, it hasn't yeah, yeah. really been a dis- right. again d- dispute. You know, maybe they found territory. oil there. <laughs> yeah, they found something. There's got to be some reason. Right. Well, China's. I mean, they've seemed to have been trying to kind of expand their their area. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah, we had create like a buffer, that. right? Create a buffer for conflict because I think China's expecting something. Yeah, yeah, and we had talked like. Uh, several episodes ago, that there was um, several different regions right. that, that they were laying claim to. Right. I They're think they were kicking, popping off with like Taiwan, like some tensions and stuff there too. Yeah, yeah. So um, that, and then their um, issues, ongoing issues with Hong Kong. Right. So uh, China is taking a, a page out of uh, Trump's book mm. <laughs> and has uh, delayed uh, pro t- uh, elections. Um, they were supposed to happen today, actually, and uh, China delayed them because they are concerned for COVID nineteen and protests, wasn't it? Uh, well, then protests broke uh, out because of that. Okay, and um, because they're like, no, 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 you know, we want our, we want our election. This is supposed to be one country, two systems. Remember, right, right, right. And uh, and China's like, no, no, we'll, we'll we'll let you get there, but we don't want you guys to spread COVID. Right. And so, uh, three hundred people were arrested and. In a violent, unauthorized demonstration, which, you know, being China, who knows if it was violent or not, but or it was definitely unauthorized. unauthorized. I mean, all demonstrations against <laughs> China are unauthorized. unauthorized. So. Yeah. So, um, you know, and again, Hong Kong's one of those people that, you know, people don't really pay attention to what's happened there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, the NBA, you're not allowed to say anything about it because it goes against Chinese interest. Yep. And But Hong Kong really has gotten the raw end of the deal with this whole thing. And yeah. So it's, and it sounds like um, it starts here with the election getting delayed. Um, at what point does it turn into the election getting completely just canceled? Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, um, we're going to put the, our, this person exactly. over you guys. Yeah. And then this government is over you guys. You, right. you know, we're we're going to instill our, our leader in there to kind of maintain. And actually, they're probably going to use the demonstrations as a reason why they would have mm-hmm. to put their own person. Put in like to, a de facto um, head right. over them. And then yeah. all of a sudden he obviously has the Chinese best interest at hand. And then all of a sudden it, Hong Kong's back to China, China. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, um, um, two countries uh, or one country, one, country, one, one system. system. <laughs> yep. All over again, which is probably what uh, China wants to begin with. Oh, I'm sure that's exactly what they're hoping for. So yeah. Um, lots of stuff to look forward to there. And nobody's really talking about the China thing. Yeah. Um, except Trump mentions China all the time, oh, yeah, yeah, but it yeah. has nothing, never has anything to do with the human yeah. rights issues. It never has yeah. anything to do with, um, them battling right. at their borders and trying to like gain territory and stuff. Right. It's always just the yeah. business side of it well, and the communist side. Yeah. And, and you can guarantee that, you know, if, if Russia is trying to push the election towards Trump, you know, China is trying to push the election towards Biden, you know? Oh, yeah, so, yeah. 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 Um, I, I, 
obviously certain countries are going to have their best interest when it comes to a U.S. election, and whoever has their best interest, they're going to um, push push right. that person into power. And right. whether it's election tampering or whatever they, they claim right. today or just um, somehow um, – yeah. Uh, influencing the election. I mean, to be honest, Putin could just photobomb Trump. Mm -hmm. And people would be like, see, they're besties right there. (laughs) That's all it would take. Even just a really poorly photoshopped version. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Of him with no shirt standing behind Trump. (laughs) Thumbs up. Just like, look at that. Look at that. Bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that is the, the America we know today. And that's all it would take. To just completely derail. I mean, no. we are we are derailed as is, which we're going to get more right. into um, in the second half of how divisive and how split mm. we are as a country. But yeah, it wouldn't take anything yeah. for another country just say, or for even one of the candidates to be like, no, China's China's doing the right thing oh, for yeah. everyone oh, yeah. to lose their fucking minds. Oh, yeah. and, and with China and Russia being allies. Who's to say they're not like, hey, you take this guy, we'll right. take this guy. <laughs> right. That, that, that's interesting because everyone says um, Russia's in uh, Trump or Trump's in Russia's pocket, but everyone yeah. says Biden. Remember uh, Donald Trump Jr. called him Beijing Biden? Yep, yep, yep. After he did his, good morning, America. I'm Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> his, his weird voice yeah. voice acting thing. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but for him to say that the Democrats are in China's pocket, but right. like you said, they're they're Fair one allies. in the same. They're right. allies. They they have each other's interest at hand. So, yeah. so yeah, it's just and two the, sides of the same coin. And for both of them, the best thing that could happen is America to self-destruct. Yeah, you right, know? right. And um, I, I was going to really comment on that in the second half, but you bring it up it now, so I'll just say it now. Um, if there is election tampering or, or um, election influencing from an outside power such as Russia or China, it's not to get a certain person in power. It's to destabilize right. America, the, the most powerful country in the world, to, to bring them down a notch. Yeah. That would be the only the, – the best reason for a, a foreign country to um, tamper or right. influence in, in U.S. politics is yep. just to, to weaken us and bring us down a notch. Because, Absolutely. Because if we were all on one, one page – and that was on the Democrat page or on the Republican page. Yeah, we support them, but we're still going to be the most right. powerful. Right, right, absolutely. So if you can bump us down a peg, mm-hmm. then you get this country like China who is working at being the superpower or Russia who has been trying to come back as a superpower since the fall of um, the USSR. Mm-hmm. And um, then together they can probably be way more powerful than oh, yeah, a, a destabilized United States. So, yeah. yeah, interesting. Very interesting. So that's why we need to get our shit together, people. Exactly. Stop fighting. Right. <laughs> um, keep on moving a little further east. We're just going like um, kind of Middle East and moving our, our yeah, way east. We're, we're working our way back. Yeah. yeah uh, we just kind of like to keep it like just, just like we're taking a trip around the world. That's right. Um, Japan, Tokyo um, is hosting the Olympics this year or they there are talks of hosting it. Are they hosting it? Yeah. Is it getting canceled? What's well, going on? Okay, so they, they were postponed. They were supposed to happen this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And because of COVID, they didn't do it. And so um, John Coates confirmed to news agency AFP that the Olympics would start on the 23rd of July next year, calling them 
The games that conquered COVID. The games that conquered COVID. Yes. What if we're all dead by then? Isn't that? Aren't you being presumptive to to say that called the games that conquered? Yeah, that would be irony. <laughs> what we had T-shirts made. <laughs> what do we do with all these shirts? We just put like a little carrot that says "didn't." <laughs> Somebody takes a sharpie on every single <laughs> teacher. <laughs> that would be ironic. Um, personally, I, I, I mean, I want to see the opening and closings in full. It's yeah, Japan, right, man. Right. They go, I mean, they're gonna yeah. have like a freaking Transformers and Gundams be, coming flying down, that'd and be freaking the most badass thing is oh gonna be the Olympic opening ceremony. Because you remember the Chinese oh, yeah. opening ceremony yeah. and how they tried to make it big, yeah. and huge, and it was. All like CGI though. Oh, like yeah. remember the footprints, the firework. Footprints? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Clearly yeah. CGI. Yeah. But uh, um, Japan has the technology to make it real. Oh yeah. Like completely, hundred yeah. percent. Like so the freaking torch is gonna transform into a robot and like <laughs> <laughs> blast off into space. And you know Japan's just sitting there like. Damn it! This is our moment. We're going to have our freaking moment, right? Like you're oh, not yeah, gonna. Yeah. COVID is not gonna yeah. cancel this. They're not canceling this altogether. We yeah. are going to it, have it's our been Olympics since before World War II that we actually did something, and we're doing this, <laughs> right? And yeah, just um, to kind of have a, their big comeback or what have you. Right. That was China's big um, claim to fame. Like, mm -hmm. hey, we're a, a first world superpower right. now is when when that was kind of their moment was right. when they hosted the olympics i i could see why they'd be like no um we're not canceling this we're gonna beat right. the shit and we're gonna yeah. do it right especially after the you know i think they've been out of the limelight since the tsunami mm -hmm. so yeah that and the the nuclear reactor oh, meltdown yeah, that's right yeah um yeah so nothing good i mean except for the godzilla movies that have been out. <laughs> <laughs> because of the nuclear reactor melting <laughs> exactly uh so we're just gonna let, let's move further east let's just swim across the pond all right I like that um swim. back in the united states we're back in the home front yes. uh we kind of brought up i can't remember if it was last week or the week before we brought up this uh thing that was being trying to pass in uh california oh my gosh the whole um it's okay to to have sex with with children. Yes, yes, yes. Normalizing yes. pedophilia, I, I guess, is what I would call it. I yeah. don't know if that's what you would call it, but that's, that's what I would call it. What I would call it exactly. Yes. Um. So this is um SB one forty five. Let me find the. All right. So this is on Fox eleven, Los Angeles. So local Fox. Yes, local Fox. Says new California bill with lower penalties for adults who have sexual relations with a minor. And before it was just specifically same sex things that they were trying to yeah, um, right. kind of loosen um, restrictions for. Because um, when we talked about it last, they were saying how um, when it comes to like a man and a woman or a mm -hmm. man and a girl or <laughs> opposite sex gender, it was kind of left up to the courts to kind of decide. Right. And, um, Things were a lot tighter controlled when it came to like um, same sex yeah. relationships, but this doesn't say anything about um, same sex at all in this. No. At least the headline. Yeah, in the headline it does not, but that is the focus. Um, so it's a because the the senator who um, who proposed it, uh, his main thing was he felt like um, uh, same sex were being discriminated against mm -hmm. because of the current law. And so uh, apparently this lowers penalties for adults who have consensual sex with a minor if the offender is within 10 years of age from the victim. Um, if signed into law, and this was passed in both houses um, in, uh, in um, California. 
So it just has to be signed by the governor. Um, if signed into a law, a 24-year-old could have sexual relations with a 15-year-old child without being required to register as a sex offender. Or an 18-year-old could have sex with a 9-year-old, yes. according to this. If it's yes. just the t if it's just specifically 10 year within 10 years of age, yes. an 18-year-old can have sex with a freaking 9-year-old. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Yeah. I don't want to get into the details because they made us feel dirty last time. Um, but the okay, Senator Scott Weiner. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I forgot about. He's uh, back. <laughs> forgot. Uh, he presented the bill. Says it disproportionately targets LGBT young people for mandatory sex offender registration since LGBT people usually don't engage in um, vaginal intercourse. Uh, so that that yes, okay, there we go. <laughs> Gross again. Yes. Um, it was sponsored by the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office. What the hell? Um, it recounts a case of a mother was upset that her 17-year-old daughter was in a relationship with a high school basketball teammate and pressed charges against the daughter's 18-year-old girlfriend. So, so I can see, maybe, maybe see how... These people are a little upset that a 17-year-old and an 18-year-old are in a consensual relationship right. and there was charges. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. That's the law. That's yeah. just how it goes. Right. Um, but to bump that all the way down 10 years, that, well, yeah. is, that is a wide window when it comes to minors. Yeah. So it's – yeah, that's California and that – man, <laughs> I hope the governor wakes up and doesn't sign it because – Gavin Newsom, though he's an idiot. I, I know he is. Um, at the to, at the next paragraph here says, according to Weiner, the <laughs> can't say it without the straight face. The bill would not change the potential sentence for having sex with an underage minor. Instead, the bill would just would give judges the ability to evaluate whether an accused be required to register as a sex offender. So it's not technically, I guess you could say it's not saying, hey, it's okay. It's just giving that more like judge discretion of, um, right. well, it's a 17 and an 18 year old. Um, they don't have to register as a sex offender. Right. However, you're setting up a precedent there. Exactly. That I don't, I mean, I would say the majority, probably 99% of people don't think right. is okay. And you look at the the push and we maybe we should talk about this next week, but the, the push that has um, different media outlets have put towards trying to normalize pedophilia. Mm -hmm. And this is just another building, brick in the building. Yeah, you know? it's it is. Like, it is. And when, once you start it, mm -hmm. it's it's a short way to the top of Absolutely. that building. Yeah. I mean, once you start laying the foundation where yet we don't have to, they're not going to be considered sex offenders, mm -hmm. then the next push is, well, there's already the push that, it, hey, it's just a, a mental yeah. disorder. It's not... A disgusting right. deprivation. It, it's just a it, it's just another, or it's just another orientation. Yeah, I, and I, I, I do think it's a mental disorder. Oh, absolutely. But when somebody acts on it, it's it's still it's got to be treated as crime. It can't be like, absolutely. well, this person needs to go get treatment. Right. Which right now they are just saying, well, it, we're not saying it it should be allowed because it's a, a disorder. We're just saying people that haven't acted on it still have that disorder, which right. is fine. People have disorders that they right. don't act on all the time. Absolutely. I, I can get on board with that. But again, you're setting the steps mm -hmm. up towards um, completely normalizing yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and like you honor. said, some people are saying it's an orientation. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's just a preference. Yeah. And, they, well, you have the, the lobbying group called like 
man boy love something the nambla or whatever yeah like I, it's something something man boy love and um they they're um like i said a lobbyist group oh, that yeah. lobby towards pedophilia yeah and so when you have groups like that that are are pushing for things right and then you have stuff like this that are just like pa- passing with flying colors it's not without without dispute in the in California, other states are probably going to start following. So I would hope so. So who? Wait, n- you n- would hope, hope not. not. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, wait, you do? Yeah. Um, yeah. So others. I mean, it's just going to just like um, with gay marriage, how one state started yep. and then it just rolled and rolled and then it became a federal thing. Which, right. whether you agree with it or not, the ball rolled really fast. It did. Yeah. It, it swept across the country. Well, it, I mean, yeah. The 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 pressure that was there, you know, mm-hmm. from media and, you know, civil rights groups and whatever, you know, I mean, it, like you said, it just snowballed. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, we're going to get to the point when everyone's going to be like, how the hell did we get yeah. here? And then we're going to look, point back and be like, right here, yeah, this is right. where it started. Yeah. When you said this was okay. It didn't start as uh, it didn't just come out of nowhere. It started and worked its way up and you guys said, nope, that's fine. Yep. Nope. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's okay. We're, we don't like this one, but we'll we'll let it go. Right, right. Yeah. And eventually it gets to the point where it's just completely out of control. Yeah. And so that's why, it, I mean, people like us and people like our listeners and pe- other people need to speak out early yeah on this because it, yeah. it it's gross and yeah and, and don't and don't be bullied because you got to be able to say wrong is wrong mm-hmm. you know and yeah there were we're in a, a, a an era where um there is no right there is no wrong right. morality is just kind of out oh, the yeah. window yeah in an age where um morality is relative right right and wrong Absolutely. is relative yeah it's going to be an easy pass mm-hmm. yeah we just got we we got to draw a line somewhere. My yeah. my line has always been with the kids. Yeah. No matter oh, what it is. Yeah. No matter how much you want to justify everything else, the line has always been with the kids. Well, for me, it, it it's always been just the innocent. You know, mm-hmm. the the ones that have not been corrupted. You yep. know, whether it's kids or or you know women that are pushed into a life they don't want to be in, yep. need to be in. You know, it's just you know corruption of the innocent is where I draw the line. And draw draw that line in the sand and. And I I, I see a lot of. Um, posts lately on social media against like human trafficking and against yeah, um, stuff right. like this. So just keep just keep using it. Just keep right. shouting it out. I mean, social media is a powerful tool. Yes, it, Absolutely. it's corrupted and it's, it's dirty and it's a, a bunch of noise. But the more people that like get on, on some of these hashtags yeah. that um, are getting canceled across Facebook right. and canceled on Twitter, yeah. um, just start another one. Keep it going. Right. Like get yeah. just keep sharing that because um i mean they they can only shut you up so much exactly yeah absolutely so anyway let's move on because this is um depressing me (laughs) um let's get into some happier news um i don't know if you all remember or if you're old enough to remember you're all old enough to remember but um it's just kind of not been a thing in a while but um, the, the whistleblower, NSA whistleblower, Edward Snowden, who had to flee the country back in, what was it? 2012, 13, so, somewhere yeah. in there, yeah. um, for calling out all these freaking, um, things that the NSA was doing, just storing right. wire our data, wiretapping, just data collection. Yeah. Yep. Collecting everything, um, on everyone without our knowledge. 
So um, he had to leave the country because he, he's a fugitive because um, he leaked all this information mm-hmm. back when um, Obama. In the Obama era, yes. Like I said, it was 13, 12, somewhere back then. Um, well, just recently, the the courts came out and decided that um, the NSA surveillance that he was exposing was ruled unlawful. So all this time, we're like sitting here saying how um, he, I mean, he's like a true patriot. Right. Because he exposed this thing that happened, and the NSA was kind of sweeping on the rug. Well, we we were, but we weren't. I right, mean, right. there was nothing saying against it. Right. But now the courts are coming out saying no, that is unconstitutional. That's unlawful. So yeah. this is huge. This this article here explains it. But yeah, this is just this is a big deal for them to say to finally come out seven years later and say this is unlawful is a big deal to me. Um, so this says. This is from Yahoo.com. Why do I have Yahoo News? I don't know. I didn't know Yahoo News still was a thing. It says, A national security agency um, surveillance program has been ruled unlawful seven years after it was exposed by whistleblower Edward Snowden. The surveillance of millions of Americans' telephones records first came to light in 2013. There you go. 2013. I remember it was around that time because it was shortly before I got out of the military. Okay. And when it was released all the documents were released, um, all our um, commanding officers. And this was this one, and then um, who was the um, was it the um, the soldier that turned into a, a oh, female? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I, I don't can't remember think the, of name, the name. But I know who you're talking but, about. But um, um, that one came out on WikiLeaks, and we were instructed that we couldn't read that because it was a security breach. And so if we had read it, we could have been like, Oh, the Snowden one and the any of these things. Oh, really? I don't, I don't remember specifically the Snowden, but it was about the same time frame as the other one. Right. And if we were to read that, we could have been charged with um, reading classified documents and wow. stuff. So, um, yeah, we weren't allowed to get on WikiLeaks at all. So, is that the military. first thing you did when you got out? Was <laughs> um, I'm sure I did at some point. Yeah, I was still kind of under that um, mindset back then. Right. So, yeah. that brainwashing. So it says, uh, now the U.S. Court of Appeals has ruled intelligence leaders who publicly defend the program lied. And Mr. Snowden has said he feels vindicated by the ruling. It says, um, he currently lives in exile in Moscow, but last year expressed his wish to return to the U.S. where he faces espionage charges over his decision to go public. He said, I never imagined that I would live to see our courts condemn the NSA's activities as unlawful and in the same ruling credit me for exposing them. So not only did they say right. it was unlawful, but they also gave so, him credit for it. Wow. So it says top U.S. intelligence officials had publicly insisted the NSA had never knowingly collected data from private phone records. Bullshit. You don't accidentally do right. it. Oops. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I didn't mean to store, you know, thousands and trillions of tetra giga billion bytes <laughs> of data on people. Shoot. <laughs> Says they, they, they um, publicly insisted they didn't know until Mr. Snowden exposed evidence to the contrary in 2013. Following the revelation, officials said NSA's surveillance program had played a crucial role in fighting domestic terrorism, including convictions of Basali Saeed Malin, Ahmed Nasir Talil Mahmoud, Mohammed Mahmoud, and 
Isa Dore of San Diego for providing aid to El Shabaab militants in Somalia. Your, your bullshittery of that language was <laughs> not as good as mine. Not as good as you. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it says, but on Wednesday, the Court of Appeals said the claims were inconsistent with the contents of classified records, and the program had violated the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. Um, says today's ruling is a victory for our privacy rights. The ACLU said in a statement. Hmm. So, what? so how 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 big would that be if before the election Trump comes out and pardons Snowden? Well, I and I kind of brought this up to you. Um, people have been speculating that maybe he should or will pardon Snowden up to this point. Yeah, at this point. Court of Appeals is saying he did nothing wrong. Right, that's true. So he doesn't. They're need saying to be it's pardoned. unlawful. Right. So for him to to pardon him would say right. that he did something wrong. That's It'd true. be admitting guilt. Yeah, I would think with this ruling, he would be protected by whistleblower protections. Right, that yeah. are the whistleblower protection laws that are currently in place, mm-hmm. which I don't know exactly what they are. But if um, courts, U.S. courts, came down and said what they were doing mm-hmm. was against the law, then. Right. Yeah. He blew the whistle on it. Right. And he should be protected by that. So it shouldn't even come down to a pardon. It right. should his all that stuff should just go away and he should be protected under yeah. no, whistleblower you're right. laws. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't right. I don't necessarily see it going that way because um I don't hold up too much hope of our country doing the right thing right. too many times, but that's what it should be. If if it was unlawful, then he mm-hmm. didn't really do anything wrong. Right. So agreed. Um do you think he he said he wants to come back? Do you think he would, or do you think he'd still have would a target Putin on his let head? Let him come back. That that too. He's been in Moscow for right for like six of yeah. se, six or seven years. Be, Snowden be like, okay, well, this is good, guys. I'm gonna head. No, why don't you sit down? Yeah, no. <laughs> shh, 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 no, you. Everything's so good for you here. Yeah, we made you so comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> would his um cushy comfort all of a sudden go very uncomfortable? Right by the time. At the point where he decides, hey, I don't want to stay here anymore, and I don't want to feed you whatever anymore. How much information has he fed the uh, fed Russia question, right? for them to give him such a welcoming, um, arms open welcome? Well, no. I still think even if he comes back, open arms comes back, uh, full pardon from Trump, he's got a target on his head from somebody from right. these intelligence agencies that yeah. usually fly by their own pilot. <laughs> they right. kind of do their own things, yeah. um, which. I think Trump's kind of tried to crack down on since uh, he took office, but yeah, I, I think he'd still have a major, major target on his forehead. Right. Yeah. So, so I think that leads us into the stuff that we say we're not going to talk about every week. Um, just a little bit. We are pushing towards the end of our first hour here. So uh, the protests are still protesting. They are. Uh, we still have stuff going on. Yes. Um, and something new comes up every week, and this time is um, the ordeal in Rochester, right? With the the naked man that got killed somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this guy in Rochester, apparently his brother actually called, um, trying to get the guy help, like mm-hmm. saying, "Look, you know, my my brother's not well. Mm-hmm. He, he's got mental issues. Um, he needs help." Right. Uh, Prude, a 41-year-old black man, died after police found him running naked in the street March 23rd. Put a hood over his head. To March stop- 23rd? Yeah. And this is just now popping up? Right. Yeah. Put a hood over his head to stop him from spitting. 
and held him down for about two minutes until he stopped breathing. Mm-hmm. He died a week later after he was taken off life support. Um, let's see here. His brother, Joe Prude, uh, called 911 seeking help for Daniel Prude's unusual behavior. He had been taken to a hospital for mental health evaluation earlier that night, uh, but released after a few hours, his brothers told officers. His death sparked outrage after his relatives on Wednesday released body, police body camera video and written reports that he obtained through a public records request. Seven police officers were suspended Thursday, and State Attorney General Latita James said Saturday she would form a granite jury and conduct an exhaustive investigation into Prude's death. Warren and Police Chief Leron Singletary have faced calls for their resignations over the delay in releasing details of Prude's death. So, yeah, it's been a couple months. Mm, But they're just now... um, It sounds like the department's just now doing something about it because because the police camera... Um, footage was released. Oh, okay. And yeah, so it says um, police union came out and said officers followed their training and did what was asked of them. Um, it says uh, nightly demonstrations continued Sunday when police said more than a thousand protesters marched in the public safety building. So, so when I first heard about this, I was just like, how the fuck are police still doing shit like this after right. everything that's going on now? But this happened before all this stuff kicked off. Yes. So I'm not saying, hey, give it a pass, but. I'm just like, man, you'd think they'd be more careful now. Right. But this is before all yeah. this happens. I mean, but that you're you're getting into that point where, okay, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, officers are, are not trained. No, exactly. You know, to deal with mental health issues like that. But we're talking about defunding the police instead of right. training them. Giving them more funding to train them more accurately. Right. You see in other countries that being a police officer is like a four-year degree requirement yeah yeah but instead we're gonna give them less funding so now you're gonna have less trained police right which makes funding is already low right training right but um defund it all together so with this um like we said protests are going through around through um um rochester which is where this happened i mean things are just getting out of hand there too right and this is going to lead into our um our next half of the show because um here's a video i'm gonna pull it up of what's actually going on there and it's not just protests it's not the people like protesting the uh um the police station like you see these naked people sitting outside the police station this is just like unorganized or organized whatever have you organized chaos it's just they're just wanting to disrupt everything and so i'm gonna just play this video and then we'll talk about this. So, here. That's probably enough to show to look at there. Um, so what you see there, if you're not watching, if you're listening, <clears throat> you can kind of hear it. 
Um, so in Rochester here, you get a bunch of Black Lives Matter protesters storming through this like outdoor seating area of a restaurant, and they're just like flipping tables, um, forcing like the 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 patron patrons out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, people are just leaving, and you can hear them saying, "Hey, nobody's hurting you. We're not. We're just shutting this party down. It's just." We're just taking shit yeah. over. Don't worry. Right. We're just we're, taking we're, it we're over. Ruining your your anniversary dinner. <laughs> right. Don't worry. Nobody's gonna get hurt. Yeah. We're just we're just shutting the shit down. So, but what happens if you refuse to leave? Like, right. Uh, no, actually, my food should be here soon. Yeah. I mean, then are they gonna force you out? And then are they gonna hurt you? And at what point is this provoking? It's like, way provoking. Yeah. And so, if somebody were to be, if you were to flip my table, my initial reaction is gonna like. Throw down. Yeah, like something's yeah. going to go down here, even though you're saying, hey, nobody's going to hurt you. No, um, th- this just seems to be becoming more normal. We're just, mm. hey, let's just take over everything, like shut down, like um, this mob mentality, this mob r- rule thing that we've been talking about yeah. for what, like over 100 days now. Right. It's been yeah. months and months and months. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> that that's going on in Rochester. And But here's, if you're not okay with that, you're racist. Yeah, uh, obviously. If you were to stand up and be like, "No, I'm not. I want to have dinner here with my wife." Mm-hmm. Well, why are you being racist? Yeah. Uh, why, 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 why do you got to hate? You know. Right. And so um, that's just kind of leading into um, where I want to move into the next is um, this kind of this this civil unrest that's kind of really getting out of hand, getting taken too far, and just kind of it just seems like. There's this divide here, this divisiveness that is just pushing towards something more than just protests. It 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 seems to be leading, and you you hear different reporters, different news um, articles and stuff reporting it as like leading up to like a a cultural war or a, or a um a civil war, a second civil war. Right. And we're not saying that it necessarily is going there. We just kind of want to take a look at. What happens if it does go there, or or how close are we to getting to this point where it's civil war? Yes, I don't think that um, people thrown down at a restaurant is leading up to a civil war. But this isn't this is isn't everything that's going on, and it's not it's not just um, it's not just like localized things here. This is going on all over the country. Um, we're going to show some videos later of groups that. In the same area, and like um, protester groups that are basically saying like "death to America" or "down, mm-hmm. down with America" and stuff. Right. So, it's like they're not trying to just disrupt; they are actually wanting to tear yeah. this system down. And, and I, I think this is this is the new normal. It is. And it seems like it is, and we're supposed to be okay yeah, with it, right? Because you, you don't have a right to be comfortable sitting down to eat dinner when there's been four hundred years of oppression against yeah, the right. black people in America, and you, you have um politicians that are saying basically like um this ain't gonna stop this ain't gonna stop after the elections they're gonna keep protesting Uh, elections aren't gonna change it's just gonna keep going it's gonna get worse after the elections because absolutely number one if trump's elected i mean it's gonna be a total shitstorm and we'll talk about Mm, that yeah but if biden's elected we've already talked about how a a good part of the democratic party are expecting defunding of police Mm -hmm. defunding of prisons and to continue to follow the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. model, right? So, yeah, and we're gonna get more into like what happens after an election too. I, yeah. I want to dig into that stuff, but for now, we are over our time for this first half. I just want to kind of like finish up with these protests and stuff going on that are still continuing. 
And there's so much more that we haven't even talked about that's happened this week, but we can't share all of them right. because, again, there's just so many things going on. So I'm, I'm just going to get right into our break here, and then we're going to come back, and like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about um, what's next. Like, are we pushing towards a second civil war, or or what are we pushing towards, right. or is there a way to come back from this? Because from the looks of it, it doesn't look so bright of a future right now. So right. Um, we'll take this break. Um, We'll stop and let you get a drink or, or do whatever you got to do, and then we'll come back and we'll finish. We'll have that discussion. So... Um, we will be right back. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence to new ways to develop rugged individualism to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. All right, I hope you all enjoyed your break. I hope you got yourself something to drink if if you prescribe to drinking. I mean, everyone drinks something, whether it be right. water, I mean, hopefully, or you're gonna, <laughs> going to die soon please don't <laughs> drink the wrong kool-aid though no. stop drinking the kool-aid that's why we're here to get Absolutely. you to stop drinking the damn kool-aid but we are back as we promised we would be and um we are gonna really kind of shift courses a little bit as we uh, prefaced in the first half that we we're gonna kind of start digging into some of this um um what it's looking like with the protests, how um, there's the possibility or there's people suggesting or people even some people even wanting hoping for uh, a civil war, a second U.S. civil war. Right. There's some groups out there that are that they feel that their job is to Great. bring on this second right. civil war. So, and, um, and we mentioned how there are foreign entities who would, would profit would, from yeah. a civil war in the United States. Profit from yeah, um, a uh, a hurting country like us, um, yeah. like destabilized, kind of like uh, Middle Eastern countries are nowadays. Right. And we we brought up last week that. Uh, just the the whole uh, Kenosha incident with the kid shooting up right. people in the streets, whether he was doing the right thing or the wrong thing. This isn't looking like America when right. when there's a 17 year old marching down the streets like yeah. with an AR, like picking off people right. or defending himself, defending um, business and stuff mm -hmm. from looters and stuff. This this is not America. This right. isn't or Portland, you know, hunting down that Trump supporter and right. killing him. 
So, like, it just seems that we're headed somewhere, and it's not somewhere we want to be. And right. um, I mentioned this video, um, so I want to pull this up before we really get into it, just to show you what's kind of still going. What's also, this was Rochester, too, wasn't it? Yes, this, video this, is, here. this is. So, here, just a little look at this. So, I mean, it's a short video. Let me get out of here. Um, if you didn't see it, if you're just listening to us and not watching, um, the very first people that are marching by, this is just a, this is a march of Black Lives Matter or some people call it Antifa or whatever right. you want to call it. Defund police or, yeah. yeah. One thing says defund the police. The other one says it looks like, because you can see death to AM. You right. can't read the rest of it. Right. But it's a, what, what they're saying the, the title of this video says is that they're saying death to America, which what else would it say, in my opinion? Right. But, um, not death to Amico. <laughs> no, <laughs> not death to the oil companies. Um, so, yeah, death to America. That is kind right. of becoming a mantra. I was going to say, and I, there was reports that they were chanting something similar over in Portland this yeah. last week. And so it's not like they're, they're trying to like reform this country. They're right. just wanting to bring the whole thing down. And so, which we talked about from the beginning mm -hmm. with these. Yeah, yeah. They there's no like, there's no structure of like how can we do better. It's burn the whole fucking thing down mm -hmm. and then go from there, which is um, by definition like civil right. war. And if I I don't know if you remember the uh, lady from the uh, the the Chaz mm -hmm. um, when she yeah. was like. She's like, you know, either things are going to change or they're going to get worse. Yep. She was basically threatening. And she even said, that's not a threat. It's yeah. just what's going to happen. Right. It's exactly. just how it is. Exactly. So I got this article pulled up. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, This is from the Heritage Foundation. This was actually written today or released today. So um, we planned out this topic right. throughout the week. <clears throat> and it's like other people are talking about this and planning this out at the same time. So we're not the only ones that have this kind of mm -hmm. mentality. And it, it kind of seems like how it's been with us. Yeah. Um, we'll come up with like a topic and then all of a sudden other uh, right. podcasters or radio hosts will have similar discussions like three days before us. Right. It's like, damn it. This, it's like they're reading our freaking brains. Right. Yeah. But that just kind of makes me think that we're kind of on the right track with things. Absolutely. because. Because um, um, if other people are hitting the same uh, points, then maybe uh, we're on to something here. So uh, this article is from the Heritage Foundation. I'll pull it up. It's called The Revolution is Upon Us. It's written by Mike Gonzalez. Um, it says, hard left progressives are telling anybody who will listen that the 2020 riots and pandemic have handed them the opportunity they've always needed to transform America. What they want is a revolution in the minds of the people, not unlike the one John Adams said led to 1776, though to attain opposite ends. The question is, will Americans from the right and center listen, grasp the uh, progressives mean, uh, grasp that progressives mean what they say and realize that the country might change into something unrecognizable? War the warning or threats are everywhere and difficult to miss. They come neatly folded into a very instructive conversation held in August by four charter members of the hard left, uh, Alicia Garzer, founder of Black Lives Matter, 
Nicole Hannah-Jones, founder of the New York Times 1619 Project. Oh, do you know the 1619 Project? I wanted to dig into it, but I haven't actually yeah, got we'll, too we'll deep into We'll have to dig into, into that. That's crazy. Um, Mar- Maria Teresa Kumar, president and CEO of Voto Latino and historian Martha Jones. The conversation was held to mark the anniversary of the 19th Amendment, which told the states they could not prevent women from voting. The exchange was eerily instructive. One almost gets the sense of what it must have been to eavesdrop on the founders of 1776 or the framers as 1787, as they envisioned a new order replacing a passing one. Except in reverse, of course, all the gains in human freedom achieved through the Declaration and Constitution would unravel if the four discussants got their way. Um, So it goes on to talk about the Gramscian dream. says, it is clear, too, that leftists see 2020 and the immediate preceding decade as providing the same environment changing events as the 1760s era did for the colonists to john adams the sugar act the stamp act and the townshend act and especially the writs of assistance had caused in the minds of colonists a shift in the way they viewed the province or provenance of their rights during the crucial 15 years prior to lexington at the end of that period they no longer viewed their rights as those of englishmen but Coming from nature and enlightenment idea. All right, so that keeps talking about that. Get into what they were saying. It says, Today leftists believe the nine-minute martyrdom of George Floyd in May and the astute use of its video recorded by BLM, combined with the way pandemic has asymmetrically affected different demographic groups, provide them with the spark to burn down the old America. This is not the civil rights idea of letting black Americans access the American dream. The goal now is to replace the Enlightenment view upon which that dream was based, that the individual can observe pre-political rights such as the right to free speech or property in nature with a Gramscian one which spurns individual agency and emphasizes collective action. The pandemic and the riots are their vision of the writs of assistance. So that that article continues on. Um, I'll put that in the show notes. You can read the whole thing. Um, But basically what it's saying is that these groups are seeing um, these events such as the coronavirus pandemic or these um, George Floyd riots. And Mm -hmm. to this point, it's not even about George Floyd anymore. It's it's just become its own entity. Like, I bet you a lot of the people don't even really even remember that George Floyd is what sparked this whole thing to start with now. But it's saying that these people are using this or... Seeing seizing this as an opportunity that they need to to completely transform America. Yeah, and that's not gonna that's not gonna happen peacefully oh, at no. all. No, not at all. Because you're gonna have the the people that that kind of like the way things are right now. Yeah, and, I mean they're talking about restructuring the entire political system of the United States, <clears throat> and and b- b- completely getting rid of the old. So the, mm-hmm. the six nineteen project basically it 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 rewrites American history mm-hmm. and it puts slavery front and center right and basically says that everything that's happened in to the united states has happened because of slavery right and so it it just um it's a very revisionist um and and martha jones who's the history um she's one who um takes a very marxist view of of american history Mm -hmm. and when you put the four together um uh the uh the bota latina lady she um she says in the article that her her function is to um go to Mexican immigrants and convince them 
that they are persecuted, that they mm-hmm. don't have the same rights as whites, and very much tries to tie the plight of Latinos to Black Lives Matter. Okay. And paying attention to um, different like uh, Native American sites, Indigenous people sites, they also are pushing to tie things to Black Lives Matter. And a lot of them are saying that pandemic it, it has um, basically grossly affected their their populations because mm-hmm. they don't have the medical resources yeah, that white people that. Yeah. right right yep. right and so it's really creating the they're really trying to create a, a base mm-hmm. um, to kind of come out people with this revisionist um, re- reworking of American political system and as I was saying um, like not everybody is on board with this. A lot of times when you get um, like uh, social unrest in a country, it's usually like collectively like everybody, like all like the peasants or the, like the lower class right. against like the, the, the monarchy or what have you or the oppressors or something like that. But um, I got this graphic pulled up to show you that we're not all on the same page with this. Um, and I hate splitting the country between like, right and left Democrats and Republicans, but that's basically where we're at these days. So this here shows kind of um, the polarization and what it's reached. And this this ends in 2017, so this doesn't even include now. Mm-hmm. Um, let me pull this up. It's just kind of from, I think it was 1999 to 2017. So it shows, it's just cycling through, so I'll give it a second and I'll go back. So in 1994, you see um, that... The median Democrats and Republicans are pretty close to the middle, and you get your outliers on either side. But then as the, the years progress, the, the Democrats shift way to the, hard to the left. The Republicans shift hard to the right, and that's median. That's not talking like the outliers. Wow. That's, wow. that's the median, how divided it is. So um, the median Democrats are so far left, and the median Republicans are quite a bit right. And it's just such a divide now. And you know, by 2020, that that graphic there isn't even. There's probably not even like the, the middle ground anymore. It's just those two, the red and the blue, are just completely on separate screens that are not even in the same uh, ballpark anymore. And that's just <clears throat> where we're at this day. That we're so polarized, mm-hmm. and that's just leading to this rift. Like our ideals, our morals, and everything. Like there is no common ground anymore. Mm. And so if you believe that your ideals are completely opposite of somebody else's, especially the government over you, you're going to think that you got to do something about it. And I have this quote by Thomas Jefferson. It says, a democracy is nothing more than mob rule where 51% of the people may take away the rights of the other 49. And that that's great and fine in a world like the 1994 times where we are closer to the middle um, it's not like one group's um, ideals taking over another wasn't, I mean, it wasn't really a thing because our ideals were a lot more closely aligned back then than they are now. Nowadays, when 51% is hard, hard to the right on this screen and the other 49% is hard, hard to the left on this screen, right. yeah, you're going to think and you're going to be told that the other side is oppressing you or mm-hmm. taking away your rights, taking away your freedoms. And that's just, and it, the media makes it so much worse. The media, media is what p- 
puts us where we are now. Right. And I think that has a lot to do with this polarization oh. shift. If you watch these numbers yeah. and then go side by side with technology I and was how gonna say social media really hit its stride about mm -hmm. 2008, 2009. Yeah. Facebook came about in like 2007 or something yeah, like that. Right. And so I, I, I'd like to see a side by side comparison of Mm -hmm. communication yeah social media users technology mixed with this yeah, comparison here I, I guarantee you that's what creates the rift yep when and you have people that can decide basically their own realities mm -hmm. you and know we have the news 24-hour news cycles right. saying whatever they want to say um yep. following their own agendas and things like that yeah so yeah i mean that's gonna create even more of a riff because um whether or not it's good or bad um information it's getting spread so much quicker than it ever did right. in the 90s yeah so um yeah so that just kind of leads us to where we are today and like i was saying um they're they're pushing for like anything really to kind of make the shift when you're that divided right you're not going to see that middle ground anymore right you're going to think hey something's got to shift something's got to flip yeah. And that's what this art first article we read that said um, the hard lefts are um, hard left progressives are uh, using the riots in the pandemic right. as an opportunity they've needed to transform America. Yeah. Instead of coming together, they're right. wanting to completely and, transform it. I mean, when you see when you look at the, uh, you know, the pandemic itself, mm -hmm. you know, when it first came about, I, I think people started coming together. Yeah, you know, they're like, hey, well, we're, that's we're same with the together. riots too. Right, right, yeah, right. They were like, oh my gosh, you know that the police totally killed this guy. Yeah, right. And and, and Black Lives Matter had backing. Mm -hmm. You know, normal people were sitting there and they were like, yeah, you know, I absolutely, I we you know, were. Black Lives Matter. We, oh we, yeah, our very first episode was like, yeah, this shit sucks. Right, do something. Like, right, make yeah. some noise about absolutely. this. Yes, yeah. And but then, you know, the pandemic all of a sudden it became about mandating masks. It came about a, a shutdown. And then all of a sudden, George Floyd's death became about anything but George Floyd. Yeah, politics came into the picture. Right. And and people who backed it were starting to be like, um, this is kind of ridiculous, mm -hmm. you know? And so all of a sudden, that divide started to, to come. And, I mean, can you think of any subject now out there that has not become some kind of political issue that can be divided between the two? Right. And so, I mean, where does that lead us besides? I mean, I mean even sports. Even yeah. sports. Yeah. Sports, baseball, um, when this Kenosha shooting happened, my the p main pitcher of my team, the big and upcoming star, um, decided to sit out, which is fine. That's your right to do it. But then he um, bashed on the MLB for not taking a stand and postponing right. games due to this. So, yeah, and you get people on both sides saying, well, you're an idiot, shut up and play ball. Or right. you get the other guy, the other side saying, oh, this guy's a hero, a champion or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you see a graphic like that where we're that divided, mm -hmm. what, I mean, can you say anything besides, hey, we're headed towards the Civil War? Right. When we're, you're not seeing those come yeah. closer together at any point. It's just mm -hmm. constantly moving further apart. Absolutely. Um, so I kind of Googled, like, uh, I just wanted to see, like, what made, what kind of was the makings of leading up to a Civil War? And this was... Uh, Britannica.com. And okay. this was written, I think it said like 2011. So this has nothing to do with the United Today. States or anything like that. This is just saying, overall, this is what we've seen and what leads up to civil wars. 
So the, the causes of them, some of them were economic causes. It says most civil wars take place within relatively poor societies. Early contributions to study of violence within societies tend to focus on economic deprivation and grievances as key motives. American political scientist Hedger, for example, highlighted inequality and how groups may resort to rebellion if they are dissatisfied with their current economic status relative to their aspirations. And a lot of these, I, I yes, I agree there's um, financial gaps, there's wage gaps and stuff right. like that. But a lot of this stuff here, it's like the media went and read these definitions here and they're really highlighting them and really mm -hmm. focusing on and hitting these key points. Like, for example, the economic deprivation of certain people groups or um, um, highlighted inequality. The, the media is very quick to highlight, hey, mm -hmm. um, there's all these people here. You guys are down here. You should do something. Like, we shouldn't be listening to these people that are way up here. There's this, this gap, this gap, this gap, this gap. They right. say it all the freaking time. And so, and it's usually coming from people that are up here. Right. You know, all those media personalities mm -hmm. aren't having grievances, economic grievances. Right. Yeah. Even though you get what's his nuts saying that the, um, who's the, the Italian guy, um, that was saying that uh, the coronavirus like made him lose money and he's oh, so poor my now. Gosh, uh, yes. uh, not, yes. not Dennis Hoffman, the other De Niro. one. De Niro, Robert De Niro, yes. So <clears throat> the next one was political causes of civil war. It says political deprivation, such as colonial subordination or lack of political rights, provided provides another plausible motivation for resorting to violence. Um, it talks about colonization quite a bit. The one thing I wanted to read is, it says, um, okay, here we go. <clears throat> it says, more, rel more relevant is the extent, it says, talking about how um, ethnic diversity in a country doesn't necessarily lead to civil war. Right. Because, like, some people say, well, like, Japan has all, it's all one ethnicity, and right. there's never really been civil war there. They're saying that doesn't itself make them more prone to civil conflict. It says, um, more relevant is the extent to which certain ethnic groups are systemically are systematically excluded from political power or discriminated against by the state. Mm -hmm. Ethnically diverse countries are generally not more prone to conflict if they have inclusive institutions or grant autonomy rights to ethnic groups. And if uh, control of the state or access, access to power does not always follow directly from the relative size of ethnic mm -hmm. groups. So the, the key point there is, um, certain ethnic groups are excluded from political power or discriminated against or like disenfranchised. And how often, especially this year, have they talked about um, African-Americans being like excluded from right. from political rights or political powers right. or how the the um, mail in votes are, are racist right. or yep. or the um, <clears throat> IDs. IDs are racist. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So basically telling you, hey. They're disenfranchising you from political powers or right. political um, your political voice. Yeah. Again, it's the media perpetuating this. Right. right. Because I've seen videos, and I, we might have talked about on here, where um, somebody was going around and they talked to right. like these yeah. white liberals, and they're like, "Well, yes, um, voter IDs are racist because they don't have access to right. them, or they don't have access to the internet." And then they go to like an African American woman. She's like, "Yeah, I've got an ID. What are you mm -hmm. talking about? Yeah, yeah, I I have access to the internet." 
And the white chick was like, yeah, they don't fully understand how it works, how to use the internet. Right. It's just like, yeah. it's like talking about fucking little yeah. kids. Well, it's the same thing as the Latina Vota lady. I mean, mm-hmm. coming out and being like, well, I have to explain to them that, that, they're, that they're being disenfranchised. Right, exactly, exactly. Like they're making making them feel this way. Yeah. Again, it's right. all media or political. Right. Or the education system. Yeah. Yep. You know, I remember years ago, there was a gal, um, I think she was, a, she was a middle schooler out of Minnesota, Minneapolis, and uh, she came out and, and she had said that she felt like her school was was trying to make her feel trying to make her hate America, try to make her feel like she was less of a person for being black. And that, that, not that, that America was doing that, but the school was trying to convince her. Pandering to her. Well, they were trying to convince her that, that people looked at her less. Not them. She didn't feel that way. She didn't feel that way. The school was trying to tell her that she should feel that way. Because that's how people were trying to make her feel. Right. And so, again, this push towards this Mm -hmm. divide, this divide, this this push towards this like rift. Yes. That's been going on for years now. Right. Right. But it's even more so with, like we said, social media and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, The last one was because we had the economic and we had the political reasons. But this one is opportunity structures of civil war. It says, most of the theories discussed above emphasize structural factors that rarely change or that change slowly over time. So economic factors aren't something that just change overnight or political structures don't change overnight. And then all of a sudden you're just like, you know what? This sucks. We're going to go to war. This is saying such persistent structural features do not provide clear explanation for why civil wars break out at specific times and not others. Research on social movements suggests that certain events can create political opportunity structures that afford groups better prospects for extracting concessions from the state. Such factors may include demonstrations of state weakness, conflict between elites, or events that make it easier for groups to immobilize, for example, by bringing groups together or indicating focal points for organizing protests. Going back to that first article that said... uh, Progressives are telling everybody who will listen that the riots and pandemic have handed them this opportunity that they've needed to transform America. Yeah, 2020 has been an opportunity structure factory. (laughs) Yes. So you get this article that's not even talking about the U.S. It's talking about other countries all over the world. 2011. Right. And if you think about during that time, wasn't it uh, the the Arab Spring that was going on Mm -hmm. over in the Middle East? And and what, what... created that was social media mm-hmm. social media was the spark for the arab spring at that time the next article i have talks about that a little Does, bit okay too, yeah. so it, it kind of makes you think okay was that practice mm-hmm. <laughs> like okay we we got egypt to do this we got the middle east to do this that was Let, 2020 right let's work on america beta. that was like the beta yeah exactly of, right <laughs> doesn't it seem like that yeah yeah it does um so yeah like i said this britannica article which is just a, a non-biased um definition right, right. or whatever yeah it just talks about um this political opportunity structure that usually leads to this and then you have fast forward nine years where this guy is saying progressives are saying that this is hand they're saying this that this has handed them the opportunity right. they needed to Absolutely. transform america yes. they're, they're seizing this opportunity yeah. to do this thing whether it be a civil war i mean it's not going to come peacefully there's oh, no, no way you're going right. to transform yeah. an entire country right. structure I mean, you, you've peacefully. already seen how these these demonstrations have been escalating as mm-hmm. we talked about with kenosha and portland now right so um you you mentioned the 
the the thing with Arab Spring. This next article kind of gets into, and sorry, we're doing a lot of reading because, I mean, these people say it better than we do. Right. Um, but this one um, talks about these different um, instances where, and comparing it to the United States today and how um, civil war broke out or or civil disruption broke out and things like that. So um, this one's called How to Avoid the Second American Civil War. And this was written in June. So this was kind of when shit was really getting ugly. And so people were starting to talk about civil war then. <clears throat> so this one, I'll just go ahead and pull up this article. And, and um, something I had uh, I seen earlier, I was watching a, a Glenn Beck video, and he brought up a good point. During the Arab Spring and these other um, political demonstrations across the world, networks were, were thrusting their people into harm's way to mm -hmm. cover these things, mm -hmm. right? If you remember Laura Logan from CBS, she was in the center. She got gang raped, yeah, right? And then CBS was like, kind of kicked her to the curb, and so she actually works for Glenn Beck now. Okay. Um, you're not seeing these networks put their people in the middle of these protests. Right. And, you know, so they're not covering what's actually happening because... They don't want you to see, mm -hmm. you know, who is responsible for the violence. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to see that side of it. Yeah, you know? they want you to keep thinking it's a peaceful protest. Exactly. A little bit of fire, a little yeah. bit of things bring... That, I'm right. sorry, that's not peaceful anymore. Right. Once yeah. there's fire, yeah. it's not peaceful. So <clears throat> this article, like I said, is how to avoid the Second American Civil War. It says, this November, a Second American Civil War could erupt when one side loses the election and the other takes to armed resistance or looting. So to start out, I just wanted to first say every single election that's popped up, everyone has said, this will be, if our side loses, this will be the end of democracy as right. we know it. If Obama's elected, democracy goes out the window. Right. If Trump's elected, this year, this election here is the first time to me that I'm just like, right. regardless of who won, I wins. I absolutely agree. I yeah. don't think things are going to be the way no, it was because, after this. Yeah, I, because we talked about that. Number one, if Trump is reelected, you know, the, the left is going to self-destruct. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're going to have a meltdown because he is the greatest evil in all the world mm -hmm. as far as they're concerned. If Biden is elected, the right will be upset, but I think the far left is going to be even more upset because he's not – Biden's not going to do what they want yeah, him to he's do. He's not going to follow the the – their right, plan right he's going to try to stay moderate and we saw that in the dnc he exactly. stayed super centrist absolutely and, and it he pissed off 40 percent of their base well he came out this last week and denounced the riots and protests yeah and released like a 45 right. million dollar ad or something like that mm -hmm. and denouncing the protests and riots and yeah. the, the, the the civil unrest so he's basically flip-flopped on what he was saying because he realized um the polls were taking a hit because right. of it absolutely all right so this article we'll get back into it uh it says in politics, as in sports, defeat can be snatched out of the jaws of victory. On the surface, the Black Lives Matter protests in the wake of the murder of George Floyd uh, appear to many to have accomplished de demonstrable things, galvanized a productive, or a productive and long overdue national conversation, achieved prominent legislative success, eliminated racist shib shib shibboleths, I don't even know what that means, and meaningfully moved public opinion on issues from systemic racism to qualified immunity. The sea change in discourse is nothing short of remarkable, yet there are structural reasons to be fearful that the opening salvo in the second American Civil War has already been fired. 
President Donald Trump's recent executive order is unlikely to assuage <laughs> tensions. I don't know what, why are they, they're just reading out a thesaurus or something, <laughs> between protesters and police. Quite the opposite. Both is, both its framing and various historical precedents tell us to expect a hardening of the debate into two polarized camps, like we showed on the screen, um, with reason, compromise, and centrism all left by the wayside. So this is just saying everyone's going to really kind of harden their stance. Right. And that centrist, that, that coming back and meeting in the middle is just going to be thrown out the window. Yeah. Discussing and planning for a further escalation of violence is not alarmist or defeatist. It is, in fact, the only sensible way to avert it. So us talking about the possibility of violence isn't really scare tactics. Mm -hmm. This is saying it's really how we avert it by, by having this discussion. Um, <clears throat> talks about contemporary civil wars and geostrategically located polities have all been inverted outcome of mass protest movements that misfired after successfully achieving most of most or all of the movement's initial aims. So it's saying you had your goals, you had your stated goals, you reached those goals and you kept pushing further. And that's when shit got out of hand right. and went to civil war. Yeah. <clears throat> Recent events in Ukraine and the Arab world present dangerous omens. Even after achieving their stated goals, postmodern protest movements have occasionally uh, engendered the collapse of their polities or the loss of previous freedoms as in Hong Kong. Due to their scale and ripple effects throughout society, the future of our republic may hinge upon the various structural factors at play in these BLM protests. Right now, the fundamentals look very precarious indeed. The protests also leave the American electoral process ripe for foreign interference. And we talked about that. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, obviously... There is foreign, um, there, there's people that, that would benefit from this and foreign governments Absolutely. if we are like, um, brought down a, a couple pegs mm -hmm. <clears throat> at their es essence, mass protests are symbolic demonstrations of power. A group or a coalition of groups unified by a shared goal, choose to gather visibly to demonstrate their potential physical or electoral force protests achieve their goal most sustainably when at least three of four conditions are met. And this is the really interesting point here. Number one is coherent leadership. Two is concrete and immediately implemented demands. Three is having opponents in power who can read what the protesters want and are potentially open to compromise. Four is support from the wider community, which will grow stronger with time, the longer and more visibly disrupted the protests become. It's number one, coherent leadership. All these groups, whether it be Antifa or BLM, declare that they're a decentralized thing. Right, right. They're their their own group. They're, they're right. I mean, they're not they're not a centralized thing. So there's no coherent leadership mm -hmm. by definition of what they're saying. Right. <clears throat> Two yeah. concrete and um, implementable, immediately implementable demands. I mean, yes, e there there's so many factors going into this. Right. There's not just, and we we talked about this on previous episodes episodes um there's not just one set goal like everyone right. has kind of their own yeah. idea of what this should look like right so when you have different groups all in one that have mm -hmm. their own goals right. you don't have these concrete goals and right. demands i mean if you look at you know the extremes like you have cedar rapids right where you have groups that have met with police and they're like look we want to we want a seat at the table we want cops to be held accountable da -da -da. okay police are like you know what done 
Yeah. We got this. Then he got out in Portland. We're like, no. we want you to defund the police. We want you to defund the prison system. We want you to release prisoners. You know, they, these aren't Im- immediately implementable demands. That's, right. Exactly. That's the big thing there. It's, right. That's not something we can just do overnight. Exactly. We can't just say, fuck you, police, fuck you, jails, right. and let, let everything go to shit. It doesn't work. Right. The fourth one was interesting, <clears throat> was support from the wider community, which grows stronger with time, the longer and more visibly disruptive the protests become. See. That is the opposite of what's going on right. here. Absolutely. Because, like we mentioned earlier, early on, like as soon as this kicked off after oh, yeah. George Floyd, there was Everybody. so much support. Oh, Everyone yeah. is posting, like, yep. Black Lives Matter on their, their Facebook. The further it gets more visible and more disruptive, mm-hmm. and the things are coming out of what's actually going on, right. they're getting less support from the community yeah. and less support from the overall Yeah, And I guarantee going into a restaurant and kicking people out mm-hmm. is not going to gain support, especially in America. You know, maybe in a, in some other country, people would see this and be like, oh, I better fall in line so I don't get my ass kicked. Right. Right. But in America, how many people do you know that are going to fold to that? Mm. You know? So this this continues on. It says, <clears throat> the first one I said, they don't have, a, supposedly don't have clear leadership. Mm-hmm. This says leadership, the leaderless protests occasionally can, say, can sustain success if all three other conditions are met. Okay. So you don't have to have a set leader of this movement and they, they specify with the Arab spring mm-hmm. um, as long as all the other things are there. Like yeah. um, with the Arab spring, it was their, their mantra was they, they wanted to take down the regime. That right. was their goal. Yeah. I mean, whether or not that's good or bad here in the United States, at right. least they were clear and concise. Right. This is our goal. Right. And we're united on this. We yeah. want to take it down. Wasn't one of the goals that, um, that uh, to have leadership that would um, be sympathetic or make concessions to demands. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't see Trump making any efforts to, um, can, you know, concede anything to anybody. Um, you know, if you look locally, yeah, maybe the Portland mayor would or Seattle mayor would, but, um, but, you know, as a whole, president Trump's not going to do anything. If Biden's in, Biden might. Right. I doubt it, but no. Kamala Harris definitely would. Right. So so it, it says, because um, it talks about Egypt and Tunisia, um, and then it talks about Syria and Libya, mm-hmm. and they're kind of opposite of how it went down, because like Egypt and Tunisia are more like right. stable now. Right. But Syria and Libya have Holy been shit. in war <laughs> since. <laughs> yeah. Ever they, since. They've been disasters ever since. So it says all four, the protester, or yeah, the protesters were leaderless, but they had a coherent, extremely legible demand of the people demand the fall of the regime, which is what I said. Mm-hmm. The protesters held on placards and they screamed and they chanted it. That was what they wanted. And you see, that's what some of these yeah. BLM protests want. We saw it on that first video of Death to America or right. yeah. and, and this oppressive regime right. or whatever. But that's not the case with all of them. Right. They're right. not all on that page. No, no. It says, in the Tunisian case, the regime of authoritarian strongman President Zain al-Abidin Ben Ali, that's a long name, yeah, no doubt. grasped the symbolic power of the peaceful protesters. Initially, he offered them a small compromise. The protest grew. Much of the army, trade unions, and civil society had come to side with the protesters. So, again, they're gaining more support right. as it goes on right. with the, the military, with the trade unions, and, and all of society, basically. 
and it says Egypt was basically similar. Um, Libya and Syria, in Syria, the leaders were unwilling to bend. They insisted that they remained popular and refused to acknowledge the protesters' demands as legitimate. Who does that sound like? Right, yeah. Insisting that he remains popular among yeah. the country, Right. Donald Trump, yeah. will never come out and say, even if 99% of the people would, were demand for ousting yeah. of Trump. And that's not the case. The case right. is yeah. about 50-50. Right, right. And But th- th- now you're going to what we were talking about before— this narrative being built that Trump will not leave office mm-hmm. if, you know, depend, he's going to contest the results mm-hmm. regardless. Now, I read an article during break where they're saying the Supreme Court may have to decide who the president's going to be. So, wow. you're, you're creating even more of a shitstorm at yeah. that point, right? Yep. So, um, there's some more stuff in this article. This was the most interesting article because it fits so well right. with this narrative and, well, and i like that it touches on the other um examples yeah yeah to kind of show you the direction of what could be on mm-hmm. a good side with like egypt and tunisia and then mm-hmm. with libya and syria and like i said we're more on the libya and syria side yeah. because the leader here there's no way he'd ever say right. that he's lost the popular right. opinion but do you know any president that would no absolutely um, not yeah there's none and that would just step down oh yeah absolutely not except nixon right um let's see it says no one can uh say how it it will all end there could be a false flag operation like a modern day reichstag flag or an assad bombing civilians claiming he is attacking isis wow yeah or terrorist attacks from insurgents the, the authorities or outside actors there has already been reactionary vigilantism uh, further pr- police brutality and widespread vandalism. This November, a second American Civil War could erupt when one side loses the elections and the other side takes to arms resist- armed resistance or looting. To decrease the likelihood of collapse of our polity, if the protesters truly desire a sustainable resolution for their justified grievance, then they must anoint a hierarchical leadership to negotiate with those state, local, and con- congressional authorities they feel can be trusted to reach immediately implementable compromises in exchange for dispersal of the movement. Otherwise, the recent historical precedents do not bode well for the protesters, their aims, or our polity. If God forbid the worst happens, then the road to the Second American Civil War will have been paved with good in- intentions. As they usually are. So I didn't read the entire article. But I read a lot of the the key points there and a lot of how it kind of um, parallels with what's going on here. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Ukrainian revolution, they didn't really dig into too much. But that was, um, let me see if I can find what that was about. I thought it it talked about the Ukrainian one in here because that was another one too that doesn't have anything to do with. um, Right. And I believe Ukraine is now run by russia (laughs) i mean basically yeah but i could see i mean we've already seen where you know people dressed as protesters you know that could be right wing Mm -hmm. have come in and and, you know smashed windows you know i mean so false flag operation absolutely i mean a rogue cop open fires on a crowd i Mm -hmm. mean you know i mean it's it doesn't take much well you saw in the early days of the Minneapolis protests, there was that one random guy That's in the gas mask about. that was yeah. going and like shattering around. Yeah, windows. and they and they found out he was a cop. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, things happen to incite more violence depending mm-hmm. on which side it's on. Uh, so it, this talks about, uh, we must remember that in 2014, Euro maiden protests in Ukraine, all four conditions were met and the protests still occasioned a bloody civil war. So all those mm-hmm. things were in place, but okay. it still turned into civil war. Foreign intervention and the irrevocable destruction of the Ukraine's territorial territorial integrity. Mm-hmm. So the in the Ukrainian one, um, it was kind of divided, and um, there was an election that they didn't like the results of. Right, and so there was there was protests and things like that, and it, it they ended up storming the capital, and that the elected president ended up fleeing. The country and fled to Russia. Yeah. And um, so the parliament there, which is basically like the Senate or Congress of right. of Ukraine, um, took a vote to say that he's no longer president because he's not right. here now. So right. and it was like unanimous, like right. zero people voted for him. Yeah. And so they put in a, like a de facto president. Well, the, the previous president that fled decided, you know what, that was an illegal vote. I'm still president. He had the backing of Putin, mm-hmm. and that's when all that shit went down where Putin came, sent in troops to kind of mm-hmm. enforce um, what should have been. So, right. I, again, the, the parallels here are an election that people Contested. don't like the results of, yep. and then they decided to march in and yeah. do what they want. Whether that's the good side, the bad side, right. is there even a good side and a bad side I, in all of this? No, no. I, I, I think either way you're looking at a uh, hotly contested election, mm-hmm. no matter which way it goes. Yeah, and like I said, everyone said this about every election. Like, oh, it's like you had Hollywood people saying, well, if Trump's elected, uh, we're leaving the country. Or right. then and, we can't get that. I mean, lucky. it's all lip service. Oh, but absolutely. I think we're to the point now that it's going to be more than lip service. I, I, yeah, I think no matter who gets it, it the election's going to be stolen, mm-hmm. is what they're, the claim's going to be. That, yep. you know, no, no matter who wins it, the election's been stolen. And, you know, that's going to be the fuse. And it doesn't help that you get, like we said, that the medians were so far split, and that's not even the outliers. Then you get Mm -hmm. the outliers, which are the extremist groups. The local groups. You get, um, like, if if you think Antifa is an actual organization, a terrorist group or what have you, they are here, like, burning down shit and causing commotion. Mm -hmm. You get, we mentioned in the first half, the Boogaloo Boys, who people say are... A far-right Trump-supporting extremist group, but they're not at all. Right. They're just anti-government. They're anti—yeah, they're anarch-capitalists or anarchists or minarchists or something like that. They they want less government. Some of them have targeted police officers and Mm -hmm. government officials and murdered them themselves. Recently. And their view is that they are here to spark this civil war. They want this second civil war to happen because they want to— they they're the group that just wants to burn this whole thing down. Right. <clears throat> they're like opposite of Antifa. Antifa wants to burn the whole thing down and and start over. Right. Antifa's an, an- anarchist, but they're more of like the socio-anarchist, like right. the socialist anarchist. And then the anarch-capitalists or just purely anarchist uh Boogaloo boys, mm-hmm. they want to destroy the whole thing and burn it all down right. and just wasn't, have anarchist uh, society. Wasn't uh was it Timothy McVeigh? Wasn't he part of like a Boogaloo type group? It was a similar one. It was like and he was he he was considered a lone wolf, but yeah, right. he like subscribed to like the the patriot um mm-hmm. movement or whatever that 
um, kind of sparked up in the 90s. You had right. all these like kind of anti-government sentiments right. popping up in the 90s. And I want to do a whole episode on like the anti-government sentiment of the mm-hmm. 90s because you have like Timothy McVeigh, you have the Waco siege, you have mm-hmm. like Ruby Ridge and all mm-hmm. these things that are causing people to realize that the government is too big. Right. And we need to do, and some people went as far to say, we need to do something about this. You had the Unabomber, mm-hmm. who was his own person that, that thought technology was going to bring down the world. And He seems um, to be right. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I've said this for years now that I agree with all the things that the Unabomber is saying, minus the blowing people up. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I do want to dig more into that. But yeah, um, it seemed like back then was kind of the start of this. Right anti-government sentiment and like the government's getting too big and into our shit and so now we're seeing groups today like the boogaloo boys which it's funny that they picked a name like boogaloo boys because it's after some movie yeah an 80s breakdancing movie electric boogaloo 2 yeah and that's what they're (laughs) well that's what they're calling the second civil war is civil war 2 uh electric horrible there's so many better sequels (laughs) however i feel like they did it intentionally because even their flag is it's like a black and white American flag with an igloo on it and a palm tree. Big igloo. Sounds like boogaloo. So they put like a new... And then one of the stripes, instead of like the thin blue line, it's like Hawaiian print line. It's almost like they're trying to not be taken seriously. Well, yeah, because I heard some of their operatives wear Hawaiian shirts Mm -hmm. with camo pants. Yeah, a lot of them do, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, like I said, they don't want to be taken seriously. So nobody's kind of... Everyone just kind of... Blows them off as a joke. That's oh, it's scary. just the, the damn Boogaloo boys. But right. no, these guys are heavily right. armed. Yeah. They're, well they're re- trained. recruiting like ex-military people. Mm-hmm. They're recruiting, um, they're super pro-gun, which I'm super pro-gun too. But they, right. like I said, their mindset is they want a civil war. It's not right. saying, hey, let's prepare for this impending civil war. They are wanting to spark the civil war. Let me ask you this then. What are the odds that they decide to do some kind of team up, you know, similar goals, tear down the system, mm-hmm. you know, see where it goes. I don't know. Cause like I said, a lot of them are anarcho-capitalists, right? Completely anti-socialist. Yeah. And then the other side is more a uh, social socialist anarchist, which yeah. is, um, um, complete opposite spectrum. I, I think maybe they would team up to fight the main boss, right. and then they would turn on each other and fight each other right. instantly, immediately. And, but they may be okay with that, right? I mean, right. It's like um, um, Survivor having your um, <laughs> right. your, your groups that you team up with on Survivor, and yeah. then ultimately in the end you got to turn on them because there's only one Survivor at the end. Um, so what what I mean, we talked to Remzo. Yeah. I can't remember if it's on his show or our show, and he said there's no way a civil war could happen because it's all like these like nerds on social media right. and things like that. And it just seems like it's more than that now. Right. Because yeah. you have so much violence going on that we never would have imagined six months ago mm-hmm. in the streets. Um, I had some numbers, violence. I mean, not necessarily just specifically protests, but in wake of protests, uh, murder in big cities across the United States is up 21.8% mm-hmm. in America this year from this time last year. And this was, I think, just in June. So... We have July, August, and early parts of September that aren't even accounted in these numbers. Yeah. Um, Says, uh, as of August 19th, 30 people were dead just specifically because of the protests. And, you know, there's probably a lot more than that, too. Um, So, I mean, there's 
there's things here. I right. mean, yeah, you can say, well, all these nerds aren't going to come out and they're they're yeah. not they're not going to arm up, but I mean, they are. Well, exactly. I mean, you saw the video of the the 19 year old you know kid out of his mom's basement who was you know led the the burning of a police car mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Right. You know, I mean, this guy was an Antifa leader, right? I mean, so these kids that they're pissed off that they have to pay their college tuition back. Mm-hmm. You know, they're working at 31 Flavors and they're out there trying to burn down cop cars and and create these riots because that's the evil of the system. We have to pay back these student loans. Right. You know, this evil <laughs> oppressive system here. But they're that- but they're tools. They're tools they for are. somebody who has a real agenda. Well, the problem is politicians are pushing them towards oh, yeah. this yeah these are the people that are voting for these politicians and these politicians are using them like pawns and they yeah. don't give a fuck oh, about no. them oh no no well, they don't, I, I mean it, look at joe biden he f- completely flip-flopped on his opinion of absolutely. protesters right. this week yeah and what's interesting to me is you saw when when trump was at the mount rushmore right and democrats came out in force because he said that he called out the media and the educators and said that you know you guys are enemies of the state you guys are, you know, I'm paraphrasing, you guys are, are turning people against each other. You know, they're, you guys are real um, a threat to the country, right? And so Trump got slammed for calling out American citizens as as enemies, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then Nancy Pelosi comes out and does the exact same thing, calling out the Republicans and Yeah, Donald she Trump. said... She said, "We swear an oath to yep. We swear an oath to um, <laughs> foreign and domestic against foreign and domestic um, um, enemies." And she's like, "The the domestic enemies are sitting up there at the White House right now." She exactly. called them domestic yeah. enemies. Like we are at war against them is basically what she's right. saying. And so when you have the leadership of countries that are are of a country that is looking at each other like that, like. The enemy, like a exactly. war-torn enemy. Yes. Then, of course, the rest of the country is going to go there. Exactly. Um, I, I read an interesting quote. Um, the guy's name is Kenneth Boulding, and he kind of re- revised Murphy's Law. He said, um, if it can go wrong, it it eventually will will go wrong. So, you know, like Murphy's Law, if it can, yeah, it will. It will. Um, if it can go wrong, it eventually will go, long, go wrong. He said, if we allow today's tension to persist, um, they will sooner or later lead to to catastrophe so if we we keep going down this route which there's no end in sight from what we see from what politicians are saying michelle obama basically said this isn't isn't going to stop this ain't stopping anytime soon so if we allow this to persist it's going to lead to catastrophe Mm -hmm. it's going to lead to what i see as a civil war Right. And what the hell does a civil war look like here in this country today? It's not split on the, I was the say, freaking it's not Mason Dixon line. Yeah, right. No, it's not it's because household to household, neighborhood to neighborhood. It is. I I got this map pulled up here, and this again is just splitting between um the right and the left. So this isn't even taking into account like centrists or or uh libertarians or anything like that. What's so, Alaska got going on? <laughs> uh I think they're Mostly, well, it's just like the darker the color, the more hard they are oh, gotcha. on that side. Gotcha. So, okay. So if you look, you see how all like there's it looks like a lot of red and a little bit of blue scattered in there, but right. it's all like the the major cities, right? Absolutely, are the blue. Yeah. So you'll get like over here in Indiana is all red except for Indianapolis, Indianapolis, dead in the middle. Right. So you get all these rural areas mm-hmm. that are more on the right and right leaning. And then you get the capital dead in the middle. That's blue. How does that? How does that play out in a civil war? Right. Or like you get um, Illinois. You got obviously Chicago up there is really dark blue. 
the whole coastline on both sides is pretty blue. Mm-hmm. Um, the southern parts of Texas are blue. Um, but then all of this middle stuff and surrounding it is all red. It's like where you can't d- draw lines there. Right. Yeah. You got like. Right. You're going to have like rural communities like marching siege on these bigger cities and uh, like inward and outward fighting. And um, right. like like it's a disaster waiting to happen. Absolutely. Like I don't even know how that turns into. Yeah. The only the only places that have any hope is Alaska and Hawaii because Alaska's all red, Hawaii's all blue. So mm-hmm. they're just do your own thing. <laughs> but um like most cities, major cities were formed on on the on ports. Right. Like major port cities. Yeah. And so those major ports, those major trading ports are going to be uh blue. Blue. But then you got uh the the thing with America that's different from other countries is a lot of the product comes internally, like the food supply and stuff is going to come from the, the, the red section. It's not right. all being imported. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it is, but, I mean, there's going to be, I, I, I don't know. This just looks like mass chaos when it, it right. comes to a civil war. If you look at this map, it's not like a clear drawn line. It's like somebody threw up on a map and said, yeah. fight a war. I, my, my hope is this. My hope is that these these groups that hope to bring together people and convince them of their persecution and stuff, they're overplaying their hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you've already seen more African-Americans kind of leaning more towards Trump when they, when they see that, you know, the hard the, numbers, right. They see the hard numbers. They see that they're, they're just being used. Mm-hmm. Right. So my, that's my hope is that common sense will prevail. I would hope so. But, um, I don't have a lot of hope in humanity as far as common sense comes right. because you still, you get a lot of people that aren't affected at all by the stuff like the white hard liberals right. that no, are I know. spitting this oppressive um, verbiage that they keep hearing in the media. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that I said that the, the media perpetuates, right. they're repeating it. And yeah. like the majority of the country, and it's not just the left, it's the hard right. Oh, too. They're spitting yeah. all of, Donald Trump's um, right. bullshit Raises. that he he, he right. says, well, well, this is the case because Donald Trump said so. Well, of course Donald Trump said right. that. Yeah. And, and there and there are white supremacists in the country. Yeah, you there know, is. That. So, yeah, I mean, that, like you said, both sides have their fringes. Mm-hmm. So, But I don't think it's going to be even a race war, to be honest, because right. they, they think that all these right-wingers are like white supremacists. The Boogaloo Boys are white supremacists. There are... A handful of them, I'm sure, but primarily the Boogaloo boys are against racism right. and they're against um, white supremacy. They denounce all that stuff. And what's interesting to me is I heard, I can't remember whose podcast I was listening to, but he came out and he said that Trump came out and basically called white supremacists one of the major, the biggest threats in the country. So hmm. Donald Trump is positioning himself. himself against white supremacists because he's always been attached to that. So right, if he absolutely. if he's putting resources towards fighting against white supremacy, what do you got against him? Right. Yeah. And so um except for he's just doing it to get elected. Obviously, everything <laughs> Donald Trump does, it, yeah. which you joke about it, but anything well, uh, any again, politician does I was gonna is say, to get yeah, reelected. Every politician does things to get reelected. Right. So we have November coming up. Again, like we said, this I, I I don't see us 
coming together in unity and just accepting what happens as what happens. And just like some of the articles I read, they're like, well, maybe, just maybe after the election, whether a Democrat wins or Trump wins, um, notice I don't say Republican, it's just, right, just yeah. Trump. Trump. He's yeah. on his own. Um, maybe they'll just ac- accept it and just take it as it is and try to make it better no matter what happens. I, I, I don't see that. I, I don't either, especially when, again, you have people, they see Trump as a bigger evil than coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they would rather live with coronavirus than Donald Trump. Right. Right? This whole this virus that has people shut in, afraid to go outside, wearing masks, afraid of their neighbors, they would prefer that to Donald Trump being president. Do you see if possibly Biden wins, maybe people will be like, eh, let's see where this goes. I, I do, but it depends on how it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends on how the whole thing falls out. Yeah. You know, if, if it's a legitimate win, mm-hmm. you know, like no dispute. Yeah. Then I would say people would probably be like, well, this sucks, but whatever, you know, but I don't see it happening that way. Yeah. I, I, I just don't. I think it's going to be a complete mess of an election with no clear winner for a long time. Right. Well, and, if it's all mail in votes, well, yeah, somebody's got to sit there, open up every vote, verify every vote. I was listening to, so maybe it was Glenn Beck. He was saying how, um, like twenty percent of mail-in votes get thrown away because they're oh, filled yeah. out right. incorrectly. I watched that too. Yeah, yeah. Because they're filled out incorrectly, they yeah. just have to discard them because mm-hmm. it's not a valid vote if right. it's filled out. So now you have the entire country right. mail-in that, votes. Yeah, if people if that comes out that oh, well, you threw away twenty percent of votes. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Well, that could be the twenty percent that got you <laughs> Made elected. The choice you know? exactly, exactly. And I still, and we both have talked about this. We see Biden bailing out and Kamala Harris becoming the the president or them throwing in something completely right. left field saying, yeah. well, she's not ready. Biden it's October, mid October. Biden no longer is capable of this. Right. Let's throw in. Right. We're going to have to put Bernie in. Oh God. <laughs> We're going to put Bernie in, which Bernie supporters <laughs> have to hate him by now because Bernie's flip flop so I many know. times. I, 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 to be honest, I, I think they're so enamored. They don't even think about that. It so. makes no sense. I, I, I see this as kind of like a, you know, you watch those pro wrestling matches, you know, mm. when one guy's getting beat up and then all of a sudden some guy comes running out of the crowd and they're like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. You the know, tag team in. <laughs> right. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's going to be exactly like. Um, so, yeah, the, this election's going to get drawn out possibly until like January or yeah. February or whatever. Well, and I saw an article that if there is no clear winner by by the inauguration date, that the Speaker of the House becomes um, president. Um, I don't think that's necessarily true. I uh, that's, hope not. That's the because um, that would be Nancy Pelosi. Well, that's why they're saying that they're possibly pushing for yeah, this, like kind of like push this off, push this off, because then she would become. Right. But um, from what I heard, um, say because they were saying certain states aren't would just not turn in their votes, right? And they would just not release their votes because um, that would delay it long enough right. that she would become. But from I, I heard from like a constitution like um professor. Yeah. She was saying how no, the constitution states that if states don't turn in their votes by I think it's like the second week of de- December, they don't those count. votes don't count right. at all. Yeah. And it's on your your state government if you're pissed that your vote didn't count, it's on your state government for not <laughs> for not getting the votes turned in. Yeah. So uh, that- uh, so I could see like California, Portland or um Oregon and Washington 
they don't turn in their votes because they're hoping Nancy Pelosi will be the person. And, and then, then all of a sudden it's like, well, they don't count. Sorry. That's a giant blue section <laughs> on this map here. This just falls into the ocean. Yep. And then they get pissed that their votes weren't allowed. But again, right. the Constitution um, allows for states to be right. in more control of things like that. So it would fall on your state right. if that doesn't happen. Yeah. And But again, that would lead to this throw up of civil war because right. their votes didn't their count, votes didn't count. Right. Yep. which i'm okay with just taking the the west coast and be like you know what you guys are on your own we're gonna I, put a wall up i mean they've been <laughs> talking about california falling off right because of um yeah earthquakes for decades now right. when is that going to i know i know right sorry How if you're from california <laughs> if you are from california please move further inland to like las vegas or something right. because i mean we're we're kind of rooting for that <laughs> um, sorry oh we're dark Oh man, I, I mean, I would hate to think that there's going to be a civil war, and at most like massive civil unrest, right? Or at, at least, in the very least, yeah. massive civil unrest on yeah. either side, right? Or maybe there's the chance that both of them will have their jaws dropped when a third party candidate like Joe Jorgensen just cleans up the election that would be and awesome that wouldn't that though like yeah oh there's gonna be murder in the streets of biden wins there's gonna be murder in the streets of trump wins then all of a sudden joe, joe jorgensen wins, wins and their their right. jaws are like uh, i uh, got nothing uh, <laughs> what i mean what do you do right right yeah yeah <laughs> so it, that would be interesting i have seen polls where she is polling higher than either of the other two parties oh but, really but i mean who knows they could be biased polls so, I mean, I would love to see that. Right. Absolutely. I mean, Who wouldn't? I mean, sure. Everyone wants the system burned down. I mean, I have no problem with changing things up. I don't want to see violence in the streets, but that's yeah. where we are. We're right. seeing 17 year old kids right. walking down the streets with ARs and shooting yeah. people right. that justly or don't justly need killed, throwing right. Molotov cocktails. What country do we live in? Right. That's a Russian term. Right. I shouldn't even be I know. here. Right. I know. We don't even have an American term for this thing. <laughs> That's how un-American it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would be the biggest shakeup to this system. Right. If a third person, third party got the election, yep. that would be the shakeup. That would be the one that they nobody had accounted for. But I almost feel like you got to burn down, if a third party comes in like a libertarian, you almost got to burn down the system to oh, make absolutely. the changes that a libertarian right. party would, is promising. No, I, well, I, I, agree. I mean, when you look at in the past, when a third party becomes... Come, you know, when they have one, which mm -hmm. has been rare, but it's happened, you know, it is a complete shakeup of the party. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it just is, and and or of the the system, mm -hmm. and usually one of the other parties dies at that point. Yeah, you know, which I'm okay if both of them die. Well, yeah, absolutely. Get rid of them all. Of them. A complete, a complete re, you know, doing of the, you know, I, I've always been against the two party system. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, throw all fifteen parties in there and let right. them debate. You yeah, know? just run as an individual right and whatever platform you want no mm -hmm. money involved no money right. but financial backing yeah just get up like at a high school debate give your your spiel yep and we decide if you're yeah. good enough or not right absolutely yeah like wow that guy made a lot of sense I don't care that he's for the cow party. I'm going for him. <laughs> I fully support and endorse the cow party now. Well we are out of time for today. I um wanted to dig some more into this but um we we definitely gave you a lot of information um look up some of this stuff i i will post these articles in the show notes that that we read off of especially that one 
um, how to avoid the second uh, uh, American Civil yeah, War, the one that one. that kind of tied this into the other um, yeah. uprisings and other civil wars and stuff. Um, read that stuff for yourself. Let us know. Do you think we're on the verge of a civil war? Should we be on the verge of a civil war? I mean, is that is that what's needed? Is that I mean, is that the only right. thing that's going to fix this? Is there a way to come back from this and meet in the middle? Let us know in the comments. You know how freaking YouTube works and social media. Comment. Right. Leave us comments. Let us know your opinions because, um, like I said before, we we're kind of learning the stuff and going over the stuff as we're sharing it with you. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're just kind of making up our own own decisions as we go because, I, I mean, that's what you should be doing. You should be absolutely disseminating through all this information and making up your own thoughts, making up your own opinions. Um, do I want a civil war? No. Do I think there's a way to fix it without? I don't know. I right. would like to think there is, but it's hard to say anymore. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, because I mean, do you see, you know, a president of the caliber of Lincoln being able to hold things together? Right. There, or or should no, they even be held together? Right. Know? There's, there's no candidate like in the two parties, at least that would hold to that caliber that would be able to bring it all together. Or there's no, person like freaking general lee like we talked about weeks and weeks ago it seems right. like forever ago that when he lost he just said that's it guys go home mm -hmm. be a, be a good human right i mean yes we don't agree with this go home be a good human right yeah. that's how it should be whether yeah. you agree with lee or you agree with lincoln or disagree with both of them both sides were like we got to put this back Deal together. We got to bring it, but we right. got to build this back together. Yeah. And so if, I mean, if we had somebody that looked like that was their intention, fine, great. I would vote for that person right. regardless of what side. Right. But it doesn't seem to be the case. No, no. So even the patron saint, you know, Obama was so partisan. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think he was responsible for a lot of that divide you see in between 2008 and 2016, mm -hmm. you know? Well, I had seen, and I've said this before, I, I, saw like Obama's entire term was him pushing, kind of pushing the blue towards the left. Mm -hmm. And then Donald Trump came in was the, and you saw like in that graphic, the blue pushed to the left before the red pushed to the right. Absolutely. And it seemed, my opinion is that Trump came in and pushed the red more to the right. So one, right. one party came and shoved him this way. The other party came and shoved him that way. Right. And that's where we are today. Yep. But okay. we are out of time today. Um, I'd like to maybe dig into the more of the stuff in the future as things kind of progress. But um, in the meantime, look the shit up for yourself, like I said. Um, come back next week. We'll have a brand new show for you next week. I have no idea what, what this next week's going to entail. Hey, something pops up every so, time. So, <laughs> yeah, we have no idea because things just do whatever they want in 2020. Yep. We just roll with it. Yep. So um, come back, check us out. Check out our social media. Any, anything you can really think of at break the bell pod um check us out on youtube share us around um give us likes and thumbs up and all that fun fun beautiful shit check out our new store like i said um before um i can't even remember the address of it because that's how that's how good i am at this job <laughs> <laughs> it is uh break the bell dot big cartel dot com like i said um you put in the keyword uh kickoff and you get free shipping for the the remainder of september um maybe to, next week we'll talk a little about football if anything pops Ooh, up in football yes yes because yes. i know you've been looking forward to that i have unfortunately the steelers don't play till monday night uh, so we'll have to film on sunday night 
And so, or we could film during it, and then you'll just miss it. No, that's not that um, happen. This show is kind of based on like user support, and um, I do, I we do say a lot. It's our show. Deal with it. Um, no. But <laughs> but we, we do it for you. <laughs> we we do it for you. We want to do things that you want to hear. Yeah. So, um, hit us up and uh, help let us, us help you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we've overstayed our welcome. <laughs> As always, never stop talking. Goodbye.